Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi everybody, this is Marvel Movie News and today we're talking about uh, a lot of stuff. We're talking about Defenders, we're talking about Deadpool, we're talking about Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Defenders, uh, Inhumans, and uh, probably a lot more than that. So sit right there and we'll be right back. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Hey everybody! <laughs> Yay! 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 We did it! I yes. did it! Did it. I, I, that's I, great. We got it! Yeah. We've got full Th- Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I promised a couple weeks ago. And now, Committed. Now, it's not Comic Con. No, it's not Comic Con. He's recovered. But you know what? Uh, you know what? No, I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, there, there's a little bit more reason why this is appropriate. Uh, today, like accidentally else? so, but oh, still, yeah. you tell he's recovered because his cloak is uh, fully erect. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's how you yep. know Matt's healthy. That's how you know. Yeah, I've been taking my vitamins. Uh, we are the Mar- in case you can't uh, see us, iTunes listeners. I'm wearing my Doctor Strange cloak of levitation and uh, Doctor Strange tunic with the demon on it. Uh, anyway, hi, uh, we are the Marvel Movie News. This is episode 141, coming to you live from the quantum realm. That that. Quantum Realm's kind of nice, That's right? It's good. That makes sense. Uh, uh, our, our, we can also call it Tinyverse. Yeah, Tinyverse. <laughs> oh, sure. Microverse. Microverse. Uh, on our show, we tell you all the news from all the studios and why you should be as excited as we are. Subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us on YouTube.com forward slash Popcorn Talk Network. Also on their website, PopcornTalkNetwork.com. On Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk or on Facebook forward slash Marvel News Show. And guys, if you'll tweet a link out to, uh, uh, tweet a link out with a, a message about our show and how there's a live chat and people can join it and everything else. Aunt Manthony from the booth will retweet you. Appropriate uh, that we have Aunt Manthony today. Uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm Matt Key at the Matt Key. This is Koi Jandro. C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. True, every time. Uh, true. We also have Markia McCarty over there at M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. <laughs> yes. Did I do you're, it? You reminded me of a speaking spell. <laughs> M-A-R. M-A-R-K-E-I-A. The uh, cow goes, moo. Moo. Uh, those? We, those are great. We've got uh, Aunt Manthony in the booth, Colt Badeau tweeting from the Star Jammer, and uh, associate producer Ollie Drennan uh, cannot join us today. He's got another show he's responsible for, but uh, he helped us put the rundown together, and we always appreciate that. And we also have a guest with us today. John Armstrong, the magician. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Been on our show before. You, I have. You did a, sh- uh, a comic called Smoke and Mirrors. I did. Yeah. Uh, how, how's that? Um, it was done. And um, <laughs> it, now it's it sold. And it's went out and it's been out there for a while. So Good. Yeah. So yeah. go read it. So here's why it's appropriate that I'm dressed as... The Sorcerer Supreme today. Oh, because mm-hmm. I'm a magician? Because you're a magician. I see. You're just going to make me feel more comfortable. Oh, nice. I, 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 I thought it was like National Magician's Day. Or no, yeah, that was no. like Doctor no. Strange's no. birthday. No. 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 Nothing quite so pedestrian, you guys. Excuse us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, like, John, John Armstrong uh, is. Uh, we've had Brian Markinson on the show a few times as a, as, a, as a guest on the Cosmic Couch. He's an incredible close-up magician. Yes, uh, and you were the same. You're an incredible close-up magician. Sure. I've seen you do other things like that. You perform in the Magic Castle all the time, uh, and that's how you were able to write a comic book called Smoke and Mirrors about um, magicians stealing money. Is that what it was about? Or? No, 
No, no I didn't, am I thinking about that something was, else? That was the plot of Now, now You See Me. Now You See Me. Now now you see me. Okay. So I'm getting yes. my stuff mixed up. Yes. But like yours was... It was about a magician like myself, like a fake a sleight of hand guy who gets transported to a world where magic is real. And That's then becomes right. the world's greatest sorcerer because no one's ever seen fake magic, so they're like, what the heck is this? I like that. Yeah. That's so awesome. Oh. I love it. Where can you get it? Like Amazon, local Amazon comic shops? Yeah. Yeah. Did they I, It was IDW. It was a Oh, rad, yeah. Oh, that's super cool. And you had a writing partner on that? Who was that? Yeah, it was Mike Costa, who writes for Lucifer and also does the Venom book for Marvel. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. And he's uh, done this, the Web Warriors book for Marvel yeah, as well. That was my buddy, and we wrote that together. And then uh, Ryan Brown is who did the uh, the art. Who's, Congrats, uh, man. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah, Super cool. Yeah, and you're performing at the castle soon. Yeah, like a couple weeks, but don't worry about that. People can't get in. Don't worry about it. No, but it's still cool. Like It's, <laughs> it's still cool that like you're active and you do it. And... No, but don't join. Yeah. Yes. No, no you a... literally have to know someone who knows someone. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The place is yeah. so cool. And the, but the longer you live in Los cool. Angeles, the more people you meet. That... That's true. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, uh, so, message Brian, so message Brian Markinson and get to the message. <laughs> and and, and, and yeah, if you live in Los go. Angeles, you will know one of the people Brian Markinson knows. Yes. Because that is how the web works. Yeah, that dude is kind of at the center of everything. Yeah. He kind of knows everybody. That's true. Um, uh, so thank you for joining us. Uh, one of the big reasons I wanted to have you here, other than your beautiful face and your incredible talents, oh, well, there's that. Uh, is that you went to every single Marvel panel at San Diego Comic-Con. I sure did. I was in the uh, room for everything. Yeah, so like, I, I wish I'd known that last week, because I would have had you on last week when we had our super-duper, super-massive, gigantic Comic-Con spectacular. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's great to have you on this week, because we, we covered all the movie stuff last week from Hall H, because that's the panel that I was able to get into. But you saw Defenders, you yes. saw Inhumans. And Gifted. Uh, and Gifted, yeah. and... I thought it would be awesome to have you on to talk about that. So sure. when we get to the television stuff, we'll talk to you about that Absolutely. stuff and get your opinions. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, Marquia, I apologize. Mm -hmm. I hope that you'll forgive me that I had to start with Deadpool news, but we got our first look at uh, Zazie Beats as yeah. I don't mind Domino. that at all. I mean, there's a good that amount was... of Deadpool news. Pretty great. Yeah, the yes. Deadpool news is pretty great. It's, it's pretty great. great. Pretty great. Is, is it really that, great? that image is, really is great. pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. great. Pretty great. <laughs> It's pretty great. Uh, so, uh, everyone forgive me. We had a, a printer issue here at the studio, so I'm reading off of my phone. I've got our rundown on, on my phone, so don't think that I'm over here just, like, tweeting along. I'm playing uh, Sailor Moon Drops. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, Ryan I'm Reynolds... I'm seeing why those birds are so angry on my computer. <laughs> why? What did we do to you? What have we done to you, birds? Oh, they're so angry. Uh, but we got our first look at ZZ Beats, uh, ZZ Beats as uh, Domino, and she looks... Amazing. Yeah, I yeah. love this. Like, I love it. I love it. It's it's very similar to how she appears in the comics. Like some slight differences, uh, but um, nothing that's going to distract from the character. Like she's going to kill this. Can yeah. I say? Oh, love it. The <laughs> best part about superheroes being so diverse and everyone having different like abilities is that you can always identify. Right? I never would have thought about giving her. Vitigo, I don't know how to say it. It's uh, the vitiligo. Skin, vitiligo. I never would have thought about giving her vitiligo and, and like having a skin condition. Like that the, explains. That explains the instead of makeup and right. like everything else. Wait, like, is that what that is? That's, yeah, that's what that is. Oh my They're god, doing that's vitiligo. Amazing. So, so people yeah. that have like you know rosacea, no skin idea. discoloration, and like stuff like yes. that. Now, now they have a hero too, and that's like my favorite. Like this movie isn't even out or trailer, but I already and then Deep Love. Yeah. Like, uh, from, now, from what uh, I know of it, it's not a condition that's life threatening, but it is. Uh, you can get medical treatment for mm -hmm. it, but it's also um, it's not curable. Right, right. So now, wow. so now, so. The people that have like skin conditions that are visible and like this is a great. And hero. you have to honestly think, 
I can't think of any other character off the top of my head that I've seen on television mm-hmm. or movies that had that condition. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So, yeah, wow. And I think that fits in so well with that character. It's just like, uh, well done. Yeah, it's well done yeah. with that. And what a fun like way to like she she's the perfect character choice like as far as her acting and her now like the look is so iconic too like they made her instantly iconic i'm when, going when to announced? enjoy cosplaying this today <laughs> yesterday but yesterday. i mean the, the fact that this the it's, it's a skin oh if, if you if you zoom in on it it's, it there's like the markings and like the this it, it's it looks just like the skin oh, so condition. it wasn't actually yeah. mentioned that it was well, not, not can, yet i'm yeah. sure it, it might have been i can but, see if it has been but i mean yeah. that's exactly what it looks like which is i just think it's amazing oh, wow look at that yeah. that's really cool i hadn't I hadn't thought about that. I just thought it was like makeup that she put on. No, no, no. If you look, it's it's the skin. It's like amazing. I I just, it makes me really happy because like there's always like, you know, Professor Xavier, people in wheelchairs and like there's, there's these character associations with people in like, when I actually had a really hard time, this is the latest version of this, but looking at superheroes with beards and stuff, there's like a few and and I can't imagine what it'd be like to have something that's part of your life that's so identifiable and not have something to identify with with a hero. Yeah. And this is like, Amazing. amazing. It's amazing. I'm really excited. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we've got Domino. So Domino, uh, her real name is Nina Thurman, uh, uh, and uh, she has an actual mutant power other than just being really awesome with guns and knives yeah. and, and uh, then being martial able to arts. Really sell a, a Deadpool skin. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Like I yeah. love that she's on. Like the first picture yes. that we saw for Deadpool was him like Burt Burt Reynoldsing on, on the rug. On the yes. rug. Yeah. And now and we have her on like a Deadpool skin, and it's just like. She's gonna, she's gonna kick his head. There's so many yeah, layers to this yeah. image. It's meta about something that was meta the first time. It's, it's yeah. like sequels are supposed <laughs> to be escalation. This is escalation of meta. This is yeah. This is meta from, escalation. Yeah. Like I didn't even know how much I needed that image. So I've got, I've got this image, the first still from Deadpool one, hanging above, above my TV, and there's a little space beneath, which this is now going in. Oh, that's uh, awesome. so I know exactly where that's, that's going. Awesome. I'm so excited. Nice. Uh, so, uh, but her power is basically that she has the world's best luck. Yes, like, yeah. she has a strange power. It's very similar to Longshot, uh, where she can kind of manipulate probabilities in her favor. Uh, and I don't even know if it's like a conscious thing. She's just like, if I shoot my bullet off of that, of course it's going to hit John. Uh, but there's a dude in his way, and I don't want to hit, so I'm going to shoot this way, and it's going to bounce off and hit John. And it's like, oh. I slipped on a banana peel, but that's okay because I can recover midair and kick three guys at once. Like, yeah. Or, oh, here's that $100 bill. <laughs> yeah. Or here's a $100 bill. I wanted to book that job. Got it. Or, oh, I just fell off of a building. How lucky that there were 30 mattresses right below yeah. me. Like, it's, yeah. it's so, the anti black well, cat. Yeah, yeah. Koi probably knows better, but from what I remember, it's that um, she has she has it unconsciously, but then mm-hmm. when she focuses on it, it's like a huge deal. Yeah. So, yeah she can reshape reality to her needs. Plus, it's like, you know, a, a lean into it. Eh, life's going to work out. Which is right. such a fun yeah, thing. That was my question. Is how different it is from Black Cat as far as, like, just the whole luck thing. So Black Cat has it where, it's like, a Black Cat crossing your path metaphor is that she can implement it, but it's always around her, the negativity. Like, stuff's going to happen yeah. to you negatively whether you want it to or not. And she actually, like, there were times that she, like, had it removed so she could hang out with Spider-Man and stuff. But she can also, like, inflict it on you. Whereas hers is more consistently a positive with a side of, like she said, when you focus on it, it's, it's higher. So I guess uh, it's a stronger version of the positive than Black Cat's is negative. Got it. Yeah, yeah. but typically only for her. Like, I don't know that yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, cool, you've got good luck now, right. too. You Go can't be it. like, Deadpool. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's about her, whereas Black Cat can implement bad luck on others. Right, yeah. yeah. So you'd want her on your side and by your side, like, the entire time. Yeah, the yeah. entire time. Uh, so, uh, but they, uh, uh, Screen Rant spoke with director David Leach, Lech, uh, Leach, 
uh, and uh, asked him about her powers. Is it in the film and all that? Uh, and up till now, I don't think that we've had confirmation that she was actually going to have those powers in the film. But he says, uh, we're excited to play with that idea in choreography. I'm not going to give you how it's all going to play out. As a choreography, having a character with her abilities is, a real, is really a trick. I think at first it seems like a problem. Like, oh my god, how do you demonstrate luck? And then you just see it like, oh, this is the coolest opportunity ever. So we're really excited and we're really creating great stuff for her character. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that it'd be something like um, near the ending scene of Jumanji, where the <laughs> dice just lands on the one thing that it needs uh-huh. to land on, so and then Jumanji <laughs> could happen. Jumanji! <laughs> so there'd be a lot of those. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we have Rob Liefeld, uh, who anytime the Deadpool movies are coming out, he uh, has to do like a year-long press tour. Uh-huh. He's Which, the happiest. Rob you know just like, you I know what's great? Him. Being the creator of Deadpool 11 years after the movie started getting pre-production? Yeah. Like, it like, took long enough. Like, I don't blame the dude, but it is kind of funny. He's like, Deadpool comes out in a year, better hit the press junkets. <laughs> like, I'm going to hit every convention. Got to do my part. Like, go beat the drum, dude. I love it. Uh, but uh, he uh, he essentially said that Zazie Beats is possibly the best casting they could have done because she's in a lot of scenes with Ryan Reynolds. And he's, like, improvising left and right half of his lines. And he, like, Rob Liefeld basically said, but she's, like, killing him. That like, must have been such like, a hard audition In every single process. scene, yeah. Like, like, can you imagine trying to, like, uh, with with the first movie, when they had to cast those actors around Ryan Reynolds is one thing. Now, we have expectations. Yeah. Like, the first movie, like, yeah. you know, they're gonna, it's going to make, like, we didn't even know if it was going to clear $100 million that first weekend. And I'm yeah. the biggest Deadpool fan. And then it made almost a billion. Now it's like, oh, the sequel to Deadpool. Who do you cast to start off the, the people you know are amazing? Yeah. Like, the you stakes are so Thanos, much higher. Yeah. You cast, like, a really hilarious actress from uh, Atlanta. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you go, like, oh, Atlanta was brilliant. And she kept up with, like, the writing plus Tom Glover plus the improv. Let's see how she does with Ryan Reynolds. And clearly, according to this, killing according, Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, real quick on uh, uh, speaking of Rob Liefeld the creator he says uh, they also are doing the comic book version of uh, Rush Hour yes <laughs> what a great Which tone choice works yeah, yeah. that yeah. works buddy fabulously. cop crazy like yeah. action spectacular plus like her fighting style with the luck so now that we have the luck confirmed yeah. like I can't wait to see like if anybody saw Atomic Blonde it's the same director Charlie's Theron fighting an atomic blonde is insane. You add luck probability to that, like you yeah. make it intentionally an alternate universe where these things can happen. They're gonna have so much fun directing. Yeah, they're gonna have so much fun. And yeah. he uh, uh, he's talking about uh, Ryan Reynolds and Josh Brolin as like the silly, ridiculous cop and like the gruff and mm-hmm. tumble like soldier cop. Uh, and how okay, they just they play They specifically real- said Rush Hour. They didn't just say Buddy Cop. Yeah. And like Rush Hour yeah. is, you know, there's Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. So I'm wondering who's who here. Yeah, then. no, I know, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, so, uh, and then we also have uh, the director explains the movie's approaches to Cable's origin. Uh, I'm just going to read you the quote. This is again to Screen Rant saying, uh, I think besides all of Deadpool, sort of the film universe Deadpool, you kind of have to be selective of like how you approach these characters because there's a canon of work that's so massive that you could never put it all on screen. So we've been really particular what we're going to put in and what we're going to leave for potential future if it goes that way, and uh, I think you'll like it. It's all in the spirit of canon uh, and in the spirit of like Deadpool the movie is. So uh, people reading comics and caring about character continuity. I know. What an idea! I know. So <laughs> using characters that are always already it's so cool when they read comics and use characters <laughs> that exist. Uh, but so here's the deal: Do we think? That uh, it's go- he's going to be from the future. Like, do you think that that's an important element of his 
of his origin. Of yeah, cable yeah, origin. He's always the, has been for me. Yeah, he's yeah, the right? son of, of Gene and Scott. If he's not well, for me, for me, <laughs> the important well, it's not actually like... Gene. It's Madeline Pryor. Uh, he's a clone of Gene, uh, by Mr. He's Sing. Scott's son. He's a Summers. <laughs> it's important to me. <laughs> I hate to will actually you, sir. <laughs> but but will actually you, sir. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was just like he was this epic traveler through time that was just trying yeah. to make things better, and then things would just get mm-hmm. worse. And yeah. he's got that techno organic virus. And I love it. And just like I just love all that gruffness together in like one package. Yeah, so and like, I was that's what worked for him. Him and Bishop that. were like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, and I always so like that. So if you don't have the time traveling aspect, then they're not. Yeah, he's, he's got a time travel. I agree. If I agree. anything, but I feel like I need that. If he's a time traveler, does he need to be the son of Scott no. Summers and Madeline Pryor? Do I don't you think fe- that we'll see? I don't I feel like he has to be because I think that will be just a lot of exposition that isn't necessarily necessary. Sure, and I don't know. Plus, those are one. those are characters that they don't like own. So no, Fox owns them. Fox. No, Fox. oh my god, I was yeah, thinking Fox, like Fox, yeah, has, yeah. Fox. Yeah, he, I don't know. I was thinking. So here's here's what I think they're gonna do. Yeah, I think they're gonna keep him a Summers, but mm-hmm. they're gonna make him like like five or six generations descendant of Scott and Jean Grey. Interesting. Like, I think he'll be, like, a great-great-great-great-great-grandson. They could easily do that. Seems I mean, to make a lot of sense. once yeah. you put time play into it, I mean, sky's the yeah. limit. Yeah, you can really go as much as you want. I do think it's important that he's a Summers, but I could see them going that direction. I could see them also, like, just mentioning that he's, like, you know, uh, this character, then later down the road introducing his backstory. Because yeah. this is the sequel. They have to introduce so much story, his powers, all of his weirdness. Yeah. So I think they could later on be like, oh, and then have another mic drop moment in Deadpool 3 or X-Force. Yeah, yeah like have Baby Cable. <laughs> Oh, baby cable. baby cable. Just like Photoshop Josh Brolin from it's the like, Goonies for the origin story. <laughs> oh like Goonies Josh Brolin moves his arm like, oh! Oh, wow. Uh, all right, so, uh, and finally, the director addressed this, the rumored Spider-Man connection. So, I was not aware that there was a rumored it's connection. A rumor. But apparently, you so... John, I have no idea. But all right, but you, you've seen Logan. So, sure. at the beginning of Logan, when Deadpool goes to save the old man, mm-hmm. there's a rumor... That so I guess someone on Reddit probably was like, "Wait, is that Uncle Ben?" And <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and Deadpool could have saved Uncle Ben and then didn't. Wow. So now there's like this: Are they related? Uh, going back and forth, and then like there's the whole picture of him like posing like Spider Man did in the posters, but in front of the X Mansion. So uh, they they Huffington Post caught up with the director <laughs> David Lich uh, and presented him with the theory, and he said, "That's a really interesting question." I think that people should continue to theorize who that old man was. <laughs> I'd like to point out that we just said the Huffington Post caught up with the director of Deadpool 2 <laughs> and asked him about a trailer in front of the movie Logan, an R-rated gritty superhero uh-huh. film, uh-huh. regarding Uncle Ben continuity with Spider-Man. 2017's awesome! <laughs> what a sentence, guys! Pretty, pretty I, just like, I just like how sarcasm really doesn't work in print. It doesn't. Yeah, like, sure I think people should really theorize. Sar- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure that was sarcasm. I'm pretty sure that was sarcasm. The only reason I threw it in here this is, so funny. is because... What if the old man is someone, and who who no, could he be? Not. But who could he be? He's just random passerby. No, I, like, that's what I think Dead, too. Oh, and then Deadpool, man. you know, is like, oh, I'll save him. The whole bit is not being able to change into the outfit. The whole bit is a commentary really on is. Spider-Man, not that it is yeah. Uncle Ben. It's like that's the oh, it's so good. I just <laughs> I want them to retroactively make that someone important though, because of the like, internet, right? God. Like the childish can be because the internet, yeah. Uh, wow. But for real, like I'm I'm now posing this question to you, the panel. No, it's not. Who could the old man be? 
Silvermane. I'm going to go Silvermane. Silvermane belongs to Sony. Uh, I'm going to go. Be Sil- it can't be Silvermane. Sony. I'm going to go. Oh, man. Who else? A, a, a John Jameson's dad. John Jameson's dad. Oh, that's Perfect. Sony, too. No. There are just so yeah, many Sony. So many Sony Why are all the older men in Sony? All the old men are in Sony. <laughs> uh, all right. uh, I'm going to say that it was time traveling Captain America. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah, Captain America. No, after the Cosmic Cube, after the Cosmic Cube, that was Captain America. <laughs> that's Steve Rogers and Secret Pre Secret Empire, guys. Guys, it's, it's obviously a scroll. Obviously a scroll. It's obviously, obviously, obviously a scroll. Obviously a scroll. Uh, all right, let's move on to Runaways. We're going to get into the TV stuff. We're, get, <laughs> we're getting to your stuff in a second, Jack. Right, take your What's time. Tyway. Vitier. It's Thomas and Martha. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, Spider Man and Deadpool can't fight because both their moms are named Martha. Oh, uh, yeah, that's been established in nerd canon. That's a nerd <laughs> canon now. Uh, so, uh, Runaways is uh, apparently taking place in the uh, same universe as the Marvel Netflix series. There's really nothing oh, said sense. about that uh, except that Jeff Loeb at uh, Comic Con was like, yeah, 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 no, they're, they're the same universe. Um, but I don't. But it's Hulu versus Netflix. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting. So That's they're interesting. not really going to have any crossovers. So the going theory now is that we're probably going to get a bunch of like, have you heard about what's going on in Hell's Kitchen? Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, That's no, cool. I'm, I'm okay with that mindset yeah. because yeah. Uh, those can yeah. exist on the same plane. Yeah, you because know? these guys are in Los Angeles anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the other coast. You can talk about yeah. the East Coast having all these other superhero problems and everything else, yeah. but actually having yeah. to like, why would they run into each other? That's, That's cool. my guess. Yeah. And it all yeah. takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, guys. Don't you know that? Right. I mean, the, <laughs> the Netflix, incident, the Netflix stuff, obviously takes place in the same place. Yeah. Throwaway like lines of dialogue. Tiny, it's throwaway lines of dialogue. That's yeah. That's not <laughs> uh, so uh, at the TCA, um, uh, let's see. Jeff Loeb uh, also said. Uh, that the Runaways is the OC of the Marvel Universe. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I did like the first season or two of the OC. I don't know that I loved it and remember anything about yeah. it, but I did watch it. I know what people mean when they reference it. Yeah, but exactly. I, I didn't watch, but mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about it, it's, so uh, I felt like I know it. I believe you could call it a, a, a televised building roman. Yeah, you know, like a, the One Tree Hills and the Dawson's uh, Creeks. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. the OC brought us uh, such greats as Adam Brody, who was once the Flash in an yeah. unmade movie. It yeah. brought us. Did it not also bring us Chris Pratt, our own Star Lord? Uh, I don't know that it brought us. Yeah, it did. Yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt was, was on there. Right. Logan Marshall Green, who was Prowler. I mean, who was a Shocker I mean, for a minute. Okay, so Tom Hardy too. Tom uh, Hardy too was in it. Venom <laughs> slash Shocker. Also, also Ben McKenzie, who's now Jim Gordon. See, see, without on the OC, the greatest, we're the nothing. Greatest television show. Shailene ever Woodley was on uh, six episodes. Oh, okay. Just, just figured to point it out. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> she's not, she's not in the MCU, one. but good for her. She didn't start there. Uh, okay. So. Um, so Cool, yeah. I kind of like the idea of uh, Molly Hernandez having, like, a, I don't know, a Luke Cage doll or, like, a Luke yeah, Cage hoodie that, that cool. she pokes Ooh, holes that'd be in. Cool. That would be cool. You like, know, she, like, like that. she, like, idolizes Luke Cage. That'd be, like, a little bit of flair. I mean, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, just that'd be fun. That'd be cool. If they decide to go that route. And, like, I still can't get over how good that picture looks. Yeah, it's, it's still exact. one of my favorite images. It's exact. Yeah, it's pretty God, great. I can't wait. I wish they would set, like, a 
time for it to come out. But uh, Josh oh, does it still have a release date? I don't think it has a release date yet, bro. I thought it was. Oh, it's just generally fall, like in the yeah. late fall. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Soon, uh, I thought though. it was November. I'm pretty sure. I saw is it, it November? November. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe like you were at every panel. I was only at the all age one, so maybe you saw <laughs> something I didn't. That I'm would count as late I, fall. I'm gonna say it's November. I'm gonna go so far as to say it's November 11th. If I remember correctly, because again, I was at every single panel they had. All right. Well, John confirms. I confirm. I've always wanted to be. Oh man. John confirms. John confirms. That is so good. He can time travel. He's magician. He watched it November 11th. And here we are. There you go. Uh, so Josh Schwartz, the co-runner on it, who was also, I believe, the co-runner or the showrunner and creator of the OC, said, uh, "We didn't view it as a superhero show. We viewed it as a coming-of-age drama family show inside of Marvel." So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, long, as long as they have their powers. <laughs> yeah, as long as they've you got know? their powers. Let's keep it grounded. What if it's grounded? It's already grounded. It's a coming-of-age drama, and I want some powers. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we've got New Warriors. Uh, they have cast uh, Flash alum Keith David, this gentleman. Yeah, yes. guy's voice is awesome. No, it's great. It's Excellent great. Excellent choice uh, for He anything. is playing a man named Ernest Vigman and is described as an original character who is a caustic municipal employee who butts up against the hopeful energy of the New Warriors. He plays that kind of character like, a lot. I, I like okay. my my interpretation of that character is he's like the head of like he's like the head janitor at like <laughs> like a government facility and the new warriors like destroy it or like he's like a, a, a transit employee or something and like just the new warriors like break something or ruin something and they're atten- like Am I interpreting municipal correctly? Like, he's a city worker? Yeah, right? there's got to be something yeah, like that, yeah. That's what municipal means. Yeah, yeah. so, like, mm-hmm. I'm just, like, interpreting it, like, he, like, is this disgruntled, like, oh, damn kids. And it's a coming-of-age movie, so that's, like, no. the right well, level no, of, uh, of... Well, I don't know that New Warriors is coming-of-age. Oh, I would assume New, that New Warriors are probably more like a reality movie. show kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking so. the age-wise, the way they cast the it. Age, it's got age-wise, that absolutely, yeah, so... Uh, so yeah. Anyway, we don't know anything else about it except that uh, he's a caustic municipal employee uh, and that he's an incredible actor. Keith <laughs> and, David v like, Squirrel Girl is happening. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that voice and Squirrel Girl gotta happen, and that's exciting news. Like you said it, I hadn't pictured that, and then you pictured it, it as like <laughs> that's gotta happen. As if I wasn't sold on the show already. <laughs> uh, the gifted. Which we need to hear from you, sir. Sure. Uh, uh, Emma Dumont, who plays Lorna Dane. Maybe it's Dumont. I don't know. I just like saying Dumont. Uh, is playing Lorna Dane, a.k.a. Polaris. And she was speaking to Den of Geek uh, and uh, essentially said that they're going to address modern-day bigotry, saying, yeah, I'm going to straight up say, uh, you guys, our show's about bigotry. I'm sorry, but when we see it in the first scene, when Blink's running for her life and a cop could easily kill her dead with zero consequences because of prejudice, because of prejudice, preju- prejudging her, uh, for something people are uncomfortable with that they don't understand because people are born with this thing and that is literally where we live. It's heartbreaking, but I hope the show throws a mirror up to society. So Great quote. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. And, and by the way, if you're not familiar with the X-Men, that's what the X-Men have always been. Mm-hmm. Like The X-Men have always been like, hey, this is some nonsense. Like, you guys, like, they can't help that they were born with this incredible thing don't hate them for it. Like, they're good people who just want to exist in the same world as you, so stop it. Um, and that, it's like yeah. a time, that's why it's so timeless. That's why the X-Men had, should be really good movies and why there's yeah. so much potential because that, that's like, if anyone identifies with ever feeling like an outsider, the X-Men might register. Yeah. So like that kind of comic and like that's why the movies never quite, they always felt like mutant movies, not like X-Men movies to me and I think we're getting closer and closer and if this show does that, I will I will take back everything yeah. I said. I'm really excited and, and that last trailer was amazing. Yeah. So I want that, if this is the feeling of the show, then great. 
Yeah, and yeah. then think about it with X-Men. Um, you get the real nuance when it comes to being the other, because like you have the others of the others, the ones that can't pass for human, like some yeah. of the other X-Men can. And then you know you can have things like Brotherhood. Then you get mm-hmm. into underneath mm-hmm. the sewers, mm-hmm. and it oh, goes the on Morlocks. from there, the Morlocks. <gasps> oh, so, they do Callisto yeah. and Mask and the Morlocks. <laughs> oh, Marquia, you just... I'm telling uh, you, it's like if they're, if they're going for uh, the bigotry, I really want them to go for the full of it. Like, let's say season two, they start going with, uh, you know, humans, yeah. humans that can't pass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like this, I think this is a really important thing to acknowledge because like the X-Men were born out of the civil rights movement. Like Professor X and Magneto are Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Like Stan Lee has said that, like, so for like, I don't know, I'm excited. I'm very excited to see what they're doing with that. Uh, anything else before I move on to Legion, and then we start giving the floor to well, Mr. I, Armstrong? I, I saw like two major clips uh, at Con that were yeah. not part of the trailer. And really, yeah. tell us all about it, John. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this show is great, guys. The show is genuinely uh, just incredible, honestly. And what you're I talking about our show or Gifted? This show here that we're on, and the Gifted's okay. Um, <laughs> I like them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we'll keep, you can keep coming back, no, Armstrong. No, 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 what's what's really great about this is that I think they by removing it from all continuity by removing mm-hmm. it from mm-hmm. the movie continuity with not trying to make it a sh- uh, shoehorning it into the stuff we've already seen it makes it its own thing and it's it's great yeah uh and um i i've heard you guys talk about in the past about how like um bringing in the new characters but I, in this case because you have these existing characters and these newer characters that with these new powers that were, do not exist in the comics yeah. it's I actually think it's a nice fresh take and you see sure. what's going on with there. The way they're, they're dealing with the Sentinels, mm-hmm. uh, with the little spider robots, that's the Sentinels. Yes. Uh, so the, uh, the smallest the, giant and The idea of Sentinel services. And, uh, and as though there actually has been an X-Men there has been a Brotherhood. All that stuff has actually happened but somehow they're all gone. Mm-hmm. Like, Anyway, it's it looks really great, and the the scenes I saw were super super great. There's can, longer versions of the versions of, uh, that I saw in the ser- uh, in the, in the uh, trailer. trailer. Yeah, so, uh, cool. is there anything that you can add about those scenes that you saw, like any secrets or anything like that that uh, that our listeners and viewers would get excited for? Well, you, we had a much longer version of the scene where he's being bullied, and he basically gra- uh, won the the. the the uh, Stucker, uh, I think it's the yeah, last name. And, and, Andy, uh, I think. Strucker. Strucker. Andy Strucker. Uh, the kid is being bullied by these other kids, and he's being dragged back uh, and back, and he gets put in the shower. And then that's where you, I think that's where you see it in the trailer, in the shower. And he's th- str- struggling, 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 and suddenly that huge implosion happens. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it just, there's a lot of nice, like, um, like, it feels uh, warranted. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, you know, like, oh, no, no, he's in trouble of power. Like, it's like you feel all this tension. You feel so incredibly bad for him. And then his powers save him, and you feel worse for him. Because of the world that he because lives in. Because of the world in, that the he context, lives in. Yeah, yeah, the whole, it's 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 pretty great. Like, I really, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Okay. Cool. Do you have an idea of what his power is? Because, like, they haven't really announced that stuff. And the going theory right now is that he's a bit like Magneto, where he can kind of control metal and stuff like that. Yeah, he's, it's Magneto-esque, I think. But I think it has more to do with, like, just uh, anything towards him. It's not just, He's doing the metal, but it's not only metal. Because there's another scene in which he's uh, he controls something else that's not that's not doesn't look metal at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when he meets with the Blink and uh, the other people. And, like, their little lair, wherever that might yeah. be. Um, so it just looks like... He has sort of like just like force powers, like just um, is it a telekinesis? Yeah, telekinesis type, yeah. like heavy, okay. heavy telekinesis type powers. Yeah, cool. And his okay. sister is the same. The sister's the same. Cool. Yeah, but more yeah. like barriers. So it looks like she could do barriers and uh, like domes and shields and things of that nature. Cool. Yeah. All right, that's awesome. You, I mean, like I'm already like 
Like when the teaser came out, I was like, I don't, I don't hate it, but I'm not on board. Then the trailer came out and immediately was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me more, give me more. Yeah. It seems like one of those shows that's got at least four or five seasons in it. Yeah, that's. I was. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that. As he was talking, I was like, I wonder how many seasons we're going to get out of this. Like, yeah, I that's see four. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I see four seasons of it. Um. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can get some some people from the show on, on the show because I know it, like a couple of the writers over there and stuff like that. So that'd be Let's that'd be fun that. to get them on. Uh. So, Mr. Armstrong, you're wearing a shirt yes, that, bears, that bears Legion that's on true. it. Let's talk uh-huh. Legion real quick. Uh, as the greatest show on TV. It's. It was fantastic. Heck of a it show. is fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Looking forward uh, to season two. This was this was the swag from being in the panel. Wait, you got Ooh. you got you got t shirt swag from? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. When was that panel? Was that in the evening? Um, I want to say. I think that was it. Was right before Inhumans actually on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Hall H or Ballroom Twenty? No, no, 20? no, Ballroom Twenty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ballroom twenty. Uh, I don't know. It's just yes. I don't know. Like I get so excited when like there's like shorthand for like when, like when you know what people are talking. Like oh, ballroom twenty, Hall yeah. Like, yeah. It's just no, I'm just excited. I can just walk in. I just walk into things whenever I want to at Comic Con. It's pretty awesome. What, do you just know people? Pretty much. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I just get in where I need to go. Nice. All right. Uh, so Dan Stevens hints at new powers uh, for Legion, and this was at uh, San Diego Comic Con. So you can probably talk about this a little bit. But the quote that he has uh, with comicbook.com is we haven't even really scratched the surface of the number of characters or entities that are contained within legion the shadow king was obviously one of them and a large part but there's a lot more going on and anyone who knows the comics knows the scope of the world in which it's set so yeah there's a lot more to dig out of his head oh yeah yeah and then they uh they announced a new actor who's playing the shadow king and oh, that's uh, right. there's a new uh, and his name is escaping me but it's a very large man. Yeah, uh, well, the Shadow King was a very yeah, large man. Yeah, and so and, I, and I think they're saying that I'll be Praza, I'll be Praza is going to still like Plaza. be at Plaza is still going to be around, but that the the major manifestation of the Shadow King will be this new actor. Oh, whoa. yeah, I'm sure it's going to be fine. But I'm like, yeah. oh no, I like Aubrey. Man, she's so good. <laughs> Aubrey yeah, she's Plaza, really good. Just like yeah. she was like Heath Ledger Joker level, and that final episode. Like the last two episodes with her, I was just like, yeah, and then also I like, no you know, that you best friend that, well. that would ride or die for you, but yeah. turns out yeah. that they're not your friend, but oh they kind of are. She twisted it yeah. so good. Oh, if honestly, if you're not watching Regent, Le- so Regent, Regent, yeah, go watch Legion. It's only eight episodes. Yeah, yeah, I think I so. think it's only eight, 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 eight. So it's 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 quick and easy to catch up on. It's a dense show. Uh, there's a lot of like jumping between realities and stuff like that, but it, it within a couple episodes it yeah. very quickly writes itself, and you can kind of figure out where it's everything's going. In camera Silence. editing, that's all you need to know. I've <laughs> yeah. never seen anything like the visuals they did in camera in the show. It was yeah. so stunning. Like, it, it actually made you go show. like, Bruh. like I re I rewound scenes in the middle threw off the groove of the show that I rewatched because yeah. I was just like, what did they just do? So yeah, good. and Jermaine's fantastic. In it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so good. I saw a dude cosplaying as him at Comic Con. I was like, oh my god, there's a dude was cosplaying just wearing Jermaine. a lounge suit yeah. and some yeah. thick hair. <laughs> yeah, essentially, but it was like the exact suit. I was like, where did you? Even That's amazing. Wow. That so. Uh, let's talk Defenders and Inhumans, yes. John. Now, I'm going to let you decide <laughs> together <laughs> which to talk about. Let's so, start with the bad news first. So, Defenders. I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, what happened with the Inhumans panel? Tell us all about it. 
So uh, they showed four clips, and then uh, they showed four clips, and then after the four clips, they showed the trailer, and then after the trailer and all that stuff happens, they invited everyone out down to this uh, IMAX where they're going to show all the clips actually in IMAX. Whoa! Uh, and they had this so big the- party, and the big and the big uh, thing for it was free food. Come get free food, and uh, the cast will be there, and it'll be free food. So uh, we, we we all did that. Uh, That's cool. So, yeah. so uh, wait, they showed clips first. They showed clips actually in the room on the screens that you are very familiar then, with in the ballroom. And 20. then the trailer, and then they're like, the "Hey, trailer. come to come, now, come now down IMAX the street for the to same, IMAX, and we'll see the exact clip? same clips, but this time in IMAX." Did IMAX make a difference? No, it was just <laughs> oh, it was just. Wow, these are very oh, pretty, but oh. it's the same still clunky dialogue, and the yeah. uh, it's really bad dialogue. Like, IMAX can't make like, dialogue. You know, I, 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 I wrote some of this stuff. Uh, I've been looking for you. You're one of us. You're inhuman. You're safe. Like that's when Trine, uh, Trine comes Trine, out, yeah. Trine comes and grabs her. Um, do do whole, we know who that inhuman is? The girl? No, she's supposed to be someone created for the show, and they've been very okay. sort of cagey about who who that is supposed okay. to be. Actually, but, by the way, uh, this there's possible spoilers on this kind of stuff. Like yeah. if you don't want to see like the first or two episodes of Inhuman or whatever, just yeah, maybe turn off the show for five minutes and yes. come back to it after you've seen it. So uh, keep going, John Armstrong. So yeah, so. Uh, the, so you see, like the boot goes down on the ground. Uh, these guys are guns, and they're in their uh, sort of you know uh, action uh, gear, and they're going after after Triton. Triton runs down, gets this girl, and it looks like at the end, after this very very bad exchange of dialogue, where they must have tried it, well, they shoot horn in the word inhuman as many times as humanly possible. <laughs> inhumanly uh, possible. Inhumanly oh, do possible. I, do I feel a drinking game coming on? Uh, oh, yeah. now we'll see an yeah. IMAX. <laughs> yeah, and actually, sold. <laughs> In the next four, okay, now we have to. In the see next it. few scenes, in the next few scenes, they keep saying "inhuman, inhuman." They're just trying to hammer it over. As much as they were trying not to say it back in Agents of Shield back in the day, uh-huh. they're saying it to make up for all the times they didn't say it back in the back. So then. they're like basically using it as like a grammatical period. Basically, like, yeah, you're because you're inhuman. What about the humans think? You're supposed humans. You're one of us. You're inhuman, and you can't because you could stop that sentence by saying you're one of us. You could just say that, and instead they're you're one of us. You're an inhuman. They make sure they add inhuman as much mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like when Pokemon just say their own names. <laughs> <laughs> Triton, Triton, Black Bolt, Triton, Triton, Black yeah. Bolt. Sorry, then, and, yeah, and again, then, that's sorry. a show I watch instead. And, they, and again, I mean. You could read slash films about this and a bunch of other people, but every, most people agree that the dialogue just well, not only didn't sound good, but it wasn't delivered very well between oh, the two. Like it just exchanging. Uh, uh, and uh, again, I'm a big fan of your show. I listen to what you guys say, guys. This has nothing. The problem with the show has nothing to do with embracing the Kirby or the craziness. The problem with the show is bad writing, bad writing, bad plotting. That's what this. And people who do a beautiful visuals. I mean, the visuals which were, you see them on the screen were amazing. And that's it. I've given you all the good things I can tell you about this show. Oh. Oh. So who who was one of the major writers on a who who was Scott that? Well, show writers. Yeah, show writers. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Fist Scott Buck. Scott Buck. Yep. I just think if you can't do it right, you shouldn't do it. I was being facetious, John. Oh, okay, Chris. Because I, I, I didn't get that. Because it was in print and I don't understand. So I guess I'm in print. Uh, so, so can you tell us about the other yeah, scenes? So the scenes. Okay, so the next scene then takes place at a dinner sequence in the Great Hall of the Palace. And the, and sure, the, in Adeline, the, the, on the moon. And again, the, and it's on Adeline. And um, I get the feeling that uh, the art directing is actually very good. It looks it looks good. Cool. Uh, okay, yeah, that's it good. Looks, it looks very so cool. So we do get to see some space palace. Yeah, it looks it looks neat. It looks like it looks like you would imagine that I've seen those scenes, you know, in mm-hmm. that in that chamber. 
seen before, you know, in the comics, and it, okay. it looks like that. Uh, and so Maximus is very upset with Black Bolt uh, about uh, this the fact that he sent Triton down on this mission, but didn't tell anybody that he was sending Triton down on this mission. He's a king. He doesn't have right? to. And so now Black Bolt responds. But as you know, Black Bolt can't speak. Well, he can't sure. speak, but if he does, blah, blah. And so he then has to communicate through Medusa. Now imagine, imagine you are reading out very stilted dialogue. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue itself is not very good. But then you're having to do that dialogue while you are signing through this sign language that they invented. Mm-hmm. And then someone else is actually doing all the inflection, which means the stilted dialogue sounds even more stilted and completely disconnected from how it is. So, so imagine, okay, so it's like when you watch uh, um, or see uh, uh, one of those things where there's someone, a someone translator, and this translator speaks uh, in full language of this and then stops, and then now the translation. Okay, now we go back to the language in the original, uh-huh. and then, and this, so there's this break. So it slows down everything. And Towards the end, she is now beginning to speak at the same time that he's making the uh, the hand gestures. But even then, it's like so like laborious through the whole thing. They didn't use real sign language, like act, like yeah. No, they, they already decided. I forgot, they were very, I forgot, they were very against the using because uh, they said this in the panel. They were very against using real sign language. So they didn't want to offend anybody mm-hmm. with real ASL and ASL. Giving people something to identify with would alienate them. I don't. I don't. I. Okay, that that doesn't that's not that's faulty yeah, thinking. That's, that's faulty thinking with yeah, that. For so them, the for them to train an yeah. actor to do to, to do a American sign language would be honoring them. Not yes, that's that that, that's something that makes sense. And you can't say, um, oh, but they're um, aliens right. on the moon. So not they're to speaking the point. English. Yeah, not to defend mm-hmm. the point. But I t- <laughs> <laughs> so exactly, exactly, not to defend the point because I'm not defending the point at all. But I, I guess their idea was that if they are from Atlanta, they're mm-hmm. staying there, they wouldn't be doing you know quote unquote American sign language. And as you know, there's like many, many, many different yes, versions of, a, of, of sign language. Mm-hmm. So it made more sense for them to create this sort of cobble together uh, of different sign language. Um, but yeah, that's... And, and so everyone's sort of then taking sides, but then uh, Maximus, it's then... This is the first time it's then being said that Maximus is human. Because you were he talking goes, to me about this. He goes through yeah. Terragenesis. Because this is, this is. I mean, I'm reading. He goes through Terragenesis. Okay, his, his Terragenesis is his him terigenesis, becoming human. And he, and he became human. And that's his Terragenesis. <laughs> so either A, they're hiding the fact that he has any kind of powers whatsoever, or he's hiding the fact that he has powers. Which, which they've done in the Inhumans comics. Like, there was a character who went through Terragenesis, came out virtually unchanged. Right. But then it turned out they could go through like mirrors and stuff like that, and no one just ever saw it. Like, and, no one, and no one knew about it, right? Yeah. So and like he worked with Mac, that character right. worked with Maximus, who was in prison. Like, so it's possible yeah, he's so. hiding his powers, but they keep saying to him over and over again, "Here, yo, you're just a human. You're just a human. You're just a human." And so then the next scene when it's hurt, when him and Medusa, when he's like, "You know, we used to be buddies, and we used to hang out, uh, and what, what can we be friends?" And she's like, "You need to, you know, you need to uh, support your brother. Your brother." is the person who, you know, is the king. I support the king. And that's the first time you get to see the hair move. Yeah. And, and it looks... It looks horrible. Uh, no. now, now, I want to be very clear about something else before I go on to this, okay? I am in the bag for this stuff so hard. I am yeah. not a hater. I love Thor 2. I'll defend that movie uh, left and right. I love this stuff. I love fantasy. I, I love the way it looks. I, I, I love all the Marvel films. Yeah. 
this is probably the first thing that has come out and since I think you know the the rebirth of Marvel. Yeah, since um, Iron Man in two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Especially something involved with the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I can go, boy, I just not a, don't like it. Not a fan. Uh, uh, the Marvel Universe. You know? This is how it happens. This is how this so is it, lose everything. This, this is this is the first thing. Yeah, and so it looked, the hair looked bad. And what I was saying before is that you know originally this, as you all know this was supposed to be a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Yeah, to fit in the right in the yeah. main com- com- continuity. And I think they're hitting the same problems in this show that they were hitting with trying to make it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which was that there's all this exposition that you have to do for the for the layperson, people who don't read the comics, sure. who don't know mm-hmm. this stuff. It's just going to just look like, oh, yeah, weak sauce X-Men, right? right. Yeah. And so they're then having to then take this, well, we don't want to deal with this, you TV guys deal with it, and now they're doing it over a longer form, which they thought was going to fix the problem, but it's not, because less, less, less money, oh. less money to invest into it, to be able to make all the powers make sense. The only thing that looked kind of great was Karnak. And nice. there you go, right back to Karnak. Yeah. That's the only thing that kind of looked great. That scene was great, but again, all the dialogue leading up to it, Horrible, uh. horribly delivered, horribly, the scripting oh, is off. Man. And then he gets to the point where he then, you know, Looks like he dies and goes, steps back and goes, oh, okay, if I fix this and fix this and fix this, then I'll be able to, to win this thing. And that looks pretty great. But again, boy, oh boy, uh, it was tough sitting through that. And as I was telling Matt before the show, uh, do not believe the Hollywood Reporter when they mention this. Because after the first clip, the first clip, the one that, oh, the most horrible of all the clips, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first clip, lights go black after the clip is over, silence. Ooh. <laughs> Light goes back on to uh, uh, Jeff Loeb, who's standing there kind of going, huh? Uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. And then finally applause. The most tepid applause I have heard in the 20 years that I've been going to Comic-Con. I'm not joking. No booze, no catcalls. And trust me, I've heard that stuff in the past in other com- panels. But but trust me, this was super... No, people were like, really? That's, you know what that's it was? It, that's it was the was? sound of disappointment. Yep. Uh, that's what that was. This is the crippling cool. sound just, of It kind of... Okay, Misty, you're going to hang out over here. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, it sounds like the worst game of train ever, you know, with how, what they have with Medusa. I know a game. I've heard it called train. I'm curious sort of what train you're talking about. No, it's where you know whisper you in someone's ear. Oh, oh like Chinese phrase. whispers or, yeah. or telephone. Telephone, yeah. Oh, telephone. That's yeah. the one. That's the one. Uh, either that or it's like... It's Sigourney Weaver's uh, powers at the beginning of Galaxy Quest, where it's like she repeats the computer. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like that's her job on the ship. Right. Um, well, that is disappointing. It it, it was, and, uh, and and Jeff Loeb just could not. You could see, like he comes out in the beginning of the panel wearing a Medusa wig, and wearing the big huge red wig, and then the actress comes and snatches it away. That's their sort of like a little, you know, little, haha, little, you know, we, we know we know what you guys have been talking about kind of thing. Oh, was it the original wig? No, just a wig. How'd it just, look? Uh, it looked like a big red wig. Okay. <laughs> That's what it looked like. This has nothing to do with his story. I'm just curious. <laughs> Was it a good? Was it a good wig? Was it a good wig? Yeah. Was it better than one that And he's trying to get the you know the crowd like you know pumped into this and everything. And I, again, I have total respect for this guy, but it just did it. It was fell flat, and oh, uh, okay. it, it was right. a very it oh. was very tough, very tough. Can we talk about defenders real quick? Sure. We do have a little bit more news to get through. So uh, mm-hmm. how how was defenders? Because you got to see the whole first. I saw episode. the whole first episode. Uh, saw that uh, Punisher trailer. Uh, 
and, and? That, it, amazing. Yeah, so cool. good. You know, um, I, I think there's a fine line to walk with that character, mm-hmm. um, and I think they're doing this very, very well. And Barathol, I, I think, as mm-hmm. I think we all, I, I've heard you all say this in the past, but they all agree that he does a really good job mm-hmm. with the role, and. I think uh, it gets a it got a little there was one scene where he's like sort of playing guitar and then his his uh, going flashing back to when he was trying to teach guitar to his daughter and that seemed a little over the top but I, I imagine in, in context mm-hmm, that would mm-hmm. actually look a lot better mm-hmm. but everything else like when that 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 whole um, sniper shot from like uh, El Paso yeah, and Juarez, that, yeah yeah because when when that actually when it was revealed that he was that far away because you were like why is the sound like off it sounds like the sound is off. Because you hear, you see him get shot, and you you hear the shot, and you see nothing, and then finally you see the you know he gets cool. the blood, and you're like, is the sound off? Is something wrong with the thing? And then you know, cut back to boom, he's all the way across the border. Amazing, like super well done. And then uh, they showed a clip. Um, from the first episode, which it was kind of a, a dodge because later on they actually showed the first episode of Defenders, where um, Jessica is helping out uh, the Punisher. And yeah, that, it's the end that because we've read all that, and the first episode was amazing. And, and the one thing I wanted to talk about, and this is uh, not spoilers at all, but uh, Sigourney Weaver is incredible, and I think it's not uh, there's nothing more I can say other than that is an embodiment of somebody who is a villain. Would completely believe she's 100% in the right and it doesn't feel cheesy over the top it's 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 great so for a first episode of something that's only going to be eight episodes it brings it together well I was saying it's like the first 20, 20 minutes of uh, the first Avengers film where you know you kind of have to set up all this exposition but it still kind of moved along in a good yeah. pace that's what this felt like and it's yeah it's super super good I, I'll look back on my notes because uh, I was reading all this stuff but yeah it's uh yeah, it's super great. Um, I would say that. Uh, oh, oh, and by the way, uh, Iron Fist looks like he'd move. So he, so he looks good. He looks good. He looks like he move, and he's actually okay. quite joyous. Like he is the he is definitely the character there that is being played for any sort of uh, levity. Yeah, he and needs lightness. to be good. good, good. Yeah, because that's who he yes. is. We need him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not this you know brooding you know, businessman. And, he, and then before this, they announce that uh, they're giving him a second season, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And you can see that this is now this is in Hall H, right? So mm-hmm. you can, so. But not twice the size, but almost twice the size of uh, Ballroom Twenty. Uh, so about four thousand. Ver- I mean, six thousand versus four thousand people, basically. Yeah. And so you can see people going, "Oh, okay," you know, like, "Okay, sure." And then they say, "Okay," and the and we're gonna do this. It's gonna be completely different than last year. And they can say, "Oh yeah,", <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah oh, great. <laughs> and he make, and he makes a, he makes a slam on himself about, "Yeah, I have so much more time to train." And you know, good, good, like we talked about, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's happening. So you see that I think in Defenders, you see that. He's actually and that's what I said. The this. first thing I said yeah. when they showed the hallway is that like him in that one punch looked better than any single punch he threw in an entire season. Yeah. Like that one moment was already like fight training happened. Good. So I'm excited for season two. I mean, I'll worry about this, the Electra writer, but like yeah. I'm excited yeah. to see what a new team can do with a character that's so beloved after a year of criticism. Like yeah. they read the internet, they know what works and what doesn't. We speak and that turns into things. So like the internet needs to vote with their wallets when it comes to things being released in IMAX. Maybe shouldn't. And when it comes to good quality <laughs> right. TV, maybe they should like. 
original, have you things read that the original, work. The original Electra script. Uh, yeah, it's better than the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's but it's, it's, it's still not great. But it's better than the movie. It's better than the movie. And right. I think, uh, I think the director took a lot of liberties with here that or there. Exactly. I, so I, I just think the script actually has a lot of pot- potential, and it's especially now that I think so much has happened in the uh, with TVs and movies. I yeah. Think, I think he definitely is. I think. Oh yeah. I have I have faith. Like season two is going to be good. I think. Yeah, I think after I read the script of the actual his actual script, I thought it was. Not cool. bad, yeah, not bad. All right, well, let's move on to Jessica Jones real quick, where we saw uh, 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 Rachel uh, Rachel Taylor, who plays Trish Walker, uh, aka Hellcat. Uh, we uh, we saw her kind of teased. Oh, hey, wait, bef- uh, yeah. So we're gonna do that. I forgot we have some new Defenders post uh, pictures to look at, but we got her, and she's wearing uh, she's wearing a blue jacket. You can't really tell where we're sitting, but it's a blue jacket with yellow. And those are like the Hellcat colors, mm-hmm. and wow. she kicks this. Uh, she kicks a dude's ass. Uh, a very and she, Hellcat thing she to do. saves uh, uh, Malcolm uh, Ika Darville, who plays Malcolm. Seems like she's coming along nicely from season yes. one. Yes, I'm yes. excited to see her fully embody the Hellcat. Uh, uh, so let's go back to the Defender stuff real quick. We, there's no new reveals here. We have a new poster. Uh, and then uh, we've got a picture of Karen and Foggy together, which is kind of exciting because she's apparently now a journalist which one of the weaker things from Daredevil season 2 for me but cool whatever she's a journalist and he's an attorney at another law firm then we see uh, uh, these guys on the uh, on the on the subway we've seen it in the trailer it's, like, uh, it's Luke Cage Jessica Jones uh, and Matt Murdock, and Matt Murdock uh, right. sitting on a subway for our iTunes people uh, yeah and which is it's just fun to see them together. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I want. I just want it's to like see them each, together. Yeah. It's so each exciting. Of them, each of them are very on brand. Yeah, picture, yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, let's go. To, uh, we just see uh, uh, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. He's in a suit walking. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, <laughs> but here's the picture I wanted to show. Uh, Electra looking at size, and she's wearing a red outfit. Yeah, yeah Cla- in, like yeah. classic Electra. She's in an armory, and she goes straight for the size. Like it's just great. I'm just yeah. excited. Yeah. That's like two weeks from now. That's yeah, like that's so soon. Days. That's like Super not close. far. I watch well, the Defenders and then I go to Burning Man and then that's I come now. back and watch yeah. Inhumans. Yeah, we do. Uh, but hey, that's two weeks. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Yeah, we will do a drinking game. Yes. Uh, and then a live reaction as much as <laughs> whoever can hold the phone the most. Whoever's yeah. got their like tangibility. Yeah, uh, periscope. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that the hair, I I have hair. Koi, they said it again. I, Koi, this is humans. Koi, and humans. humans. Uh, so Captain Marvel's going to film in California. This is a big deal. Uh, I Now, I don't know what that does for the story of Captain Marvel, uh, but it is kind of a big deal that they're filming in California because California only gives, I think, 20 film credit, kind mm-hmm. of like tax credit things a year to bigger films. You have to apply for it. You have to prove like that you're going to bring X amount of dollars into California that you're worthy of this tax credit. Yeah, who that's knows why how long ago they applied for this. Exactly, and like, but that's why so much of production is in Atlanta because Atlanta's like, come down, like we'll give it's you, like, hey, we'll, we'll give, give you this. everybody we'll give tax incentives. Bring us your yeah. cash. Before, we'll, we'll before take all that, it was cash. what it was Louisiana. It was Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, New York had uh, something like that for mm-hmm. a while, so it's been all over. Uh, but California finally realized, hey, we're we're losing a lot of money. We should probably finally realize. Yeah, finally, <laughs> it took years. Uh, so uh, it's kind of a big deal that they're coming back here. Again, I don't know really what that does for the production. I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference in terms of the story. Because um, they're going to shoot wherever they need to shoot location-wise. And they can throw green screens um, up and make it look like they're anywhere. Right. So. Excuse me, I don't want to be that nerd. But, uh, Matt, they're shooting in space. So, <laughs> yeah. so they got to use California uh, space. They, That's yeah. the best space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, space. Uh, California has a direct portal to outer space. <laughs> 
Uh, so that's kind of uh, it's, it's just fun. It's just cool. We're excited about that. Thor Ragnarok uh, director <laughs> Taika Waititi <laughs> oh, shared a behind-the-scenes picture with Odin. Uh, we got uh, Taika Waititi on the left and Chris Hemsworth as Thor on the right, kissing uh, Anthony Hawkins in the middle, who's got full-on crazy homeless old man beard. Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir, Sir Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. <laughs> it, it is kind of funny to look at him and be like, "That's a knight." That's a knight. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's a that's a knight. He protects. That's how you get knighted in freaking Ragnarok, man. Yep. That's how it's yep. done. That's why I got knighting ceremony. I kind of like this picture because it kind of reminds me of just like a summer comedy that happens on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You know? Totally does. That's a Disney original movie starring yes. Anthony Hopkins. This is, this is almost yes. weekend at Bernie's. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's good. Uh, uh, I just like the idea of uh, uh, Chris and Ty like in a relationship, and then there's something like, "Oh, Grandpa!" Oh, Grandpa! <laughs> Crazy. I'm so excited. Are there brothers or something? Yeah, yeah. Or like they're in like a, a a gay relationship, and like their grandpa hates like he doesn't approve. He doesn't approve, and like but then they, they go on a cruise ship they together. They go on a cruise, and they turn his heart to gold, and he realizes love is love. Love is love. <laughs> uh, but here's so the picture is great to look at, but I just wanted to show it just to bring up. Like, Anthony Hopkins does appear in this movie as Odin at yes. some point, and yeah. he is, I think Loki has sent, like, sent him to Earth and taken away his sort of, like, Odin powers and made him forget who he is. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I think that Odin is the thing that Hulk and Thor leave Sakaar to go find. Right. Like, sure, I could replace my hammer, but Odin was the one who put Hela... In her prison. Oh. We need to get Odin again. Loki, where is he? <laughs> I sent him to Earth. Cool, let's go get Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, where's Odin? I don't know. Let's find him. Like, <laughs> that's my guess. That's my guess. All right. So, I'm so we, excited for this movie. See. Cosmic Road Trip, Hunting Down Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> Cra- hunting Down Crazy Homeless, uh, actually Odin, Anthony Hopkins. 80% yeah. improv, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, have to think, what? Job did he take when he went down? When on he Earth. came to Earth, yeah. Yes. Well, I like to what think is, he doesn't I like, actually. I like think owner of a dinner theater. That's what I see <laughs> <laughs> when I see this face. When, see when <laughs> I see this, I see an a, a, a thespian of of all the repute, Anthony Hopkins. I see an incredible up and coming actor in Chris Hemsworth. I see a director who's done only crazy wacky hijinks, and I think. Those two men on the right signed on to do a Shakespearean epic superhero movie with Kenneth frickin' Branagh, and yeah. two movies later. This is the movie they're making. Like, the what a weird making, yeah. arc as an actor to be like, it's going to be a very intense, very Shakespearean, oh wait, no, we're doing a cosmic road trip movie and now you're crazy. And now we're improvising 80% <laughs> And Hulk yeah. talks. Like, yeah, and what, Hulk like talk. this is what changes. I love it. It's beautiful. Uh, it's the uh, weirdest thing. I, I legitimately think that Anthony Hopkins is a homeless guy who keeps telling people that he's Odin. He's the guy and in the corner who's like, him. I'm actually Odin. Okay, crazy homeless guy. Okay, <laughs> here's a dollar. Guy. I feel very bad for you. He's actually Odin. Yeah, like he's actually yeah. Odin. So it's gonna uh, be good. Uh, Kate Blanchett gushed over being the MCU's first female villain, uh, as she says. I only realized that uh, I only realized that really when I got on set, and you think, "Wow, it's taken this long to catch up." But you know, Marvel is catching up at a rapid, rapid rate. Uh, you've got Captain Marvel coming out with Brie Larson, and I mean these incredible women who are in Black Panther and Scarlett Johansson, of course. So uh, it's, it took a long time. And it There's still it a long way to go. Still a long way to go. Yeah. But these are steps, and yeah. these are very important steps. Like, uh, like we've got that picture of, uh, or that video of, like the little bitty girl crying when she met Gal Gadot. Oh, I at, love that image so much. Yeah. Comic Con. It's, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's what representation. Like, that's why you need it. So that's why amazing. it's important. You know. So, uh, 
I, I as a, let, let me as a white male tell you uh, how important representation is. Uh, but it is. It is. So uh, it's good to be aware. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Thor's first encounter with the Guardians of the Galaxy is set up in Ragnarok. Uh, so uh, Chris Hemsworth speaking with IGN after the uh, Comic-Con panel. Uh, uh, they asked, like, does Ragnarok and Guardians, like, does it set it up? And he goes, it is. Uh, I think so. I think you'll have to watch our film first to understand what Avengers is about. So, uh, but we've also heard rumors that, uh, or not rumors, confirmation that the Thor um, Ragnarok trailer does not necessarily ruin anything about Guardians, like, or the the Infinity War trailer, where, like, you see uh, Thor floating through space, and then the Milano hits him or whatever. That apparently does not mean that Asgard is destroyed. Like, everyone was well, like... no. But, like, a lot, of, a lot of people were like, if he's floating in outer space, did Hela actually win? Like, no, he's in debris, he's so... He's god. There's so many reasons that could have happened. No, exactly, but yeah. he's essentially saying, hey, uh, it sets it up. Road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That just happens to me drunk. all the time in Mario Kart. It's a very dangerous road to drive. I get it. it. Is. it Sometimes it happens, guys. It's slippery on the corner. Even Heimdall falls off Rainbow <laughs> Road when he plays Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, uh, and then finally on Avengers, uh, Tessa Thompson revealed uh, that uh, part of the reshoots for... Um, uh, Thor Ragnarok are the end credit scenes, so they're, oh, that makes sense. Man. They're still filming those, um, and uh, let's see. She says, uh, "I wa- uh, we killed it. I mean, hopefully, we did so many setups, and uh, also, uh, what was so exciting was like at the end of the day, you could see it cut in. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? There's nothing there to say. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, society. Uh, Avengers yeah. Infinity. So I'm moving at like a kind of a fast pace because yeah, I know we need to start good. wrapping it up. But uh, I should stop. Is there anything that you guys? Like that I've said, like any ideas, any theories, any questions that you guys have, like before I move on to Infinity War and then Black Panther and Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, no, I really do think Thor just got drunk and fell off the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> he had Doctor Strange with him. He's like another mead, another mead, another mead. <laughs> he just has the one cup that just keeps he you. Just, he's yeah, all you need. The refillable cup. Yeah. So. Uh, so uh, James Gunn recently explained Groot's age gap in Infinity War, saying people are asking about how fast Groot grows because in his appearance in Infinity War, he was an adolescent. This is exactly the same state of growth you saw in the post credit scenes of Volume 2, Adolescent Groot. So it's not Baby Groot, it's Adolescent Groot. So, uh, and uh, I think what that, I interpreted that as, uh, I think this film is taking place four years later, right? After Guardians 2? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so is he about... Teenage. I think I think point? he's saying like he's like twelve, thirteen. Okay, well, so his voice was changing of, and stuff. Yeah. So, so he, he's just at that, you know, pre pre pubescent sort like of pre mutant power kind yeah, of thing. Because yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like that's yeah. when mutants are. And that makes really sense for him to get more powerful then if they yeah. play that because he wasn't as powerful in Guardians two as he was yeah, in one. So to be like a, a steady, you know, where's baby Groot? He was a baby, mm-hmm. and then now it's like, yeah, branches and just awareness. shooting out of. Coming out everywhere, you're not just, used to. He needs to control leaves in places so he's, he's never had before. <laughs> so certain saps of muffing, um, not not sure to control. You, moss just grows everywhere. It's just it gets yeah. messy, you guys. <laughs> Wait, now you're gonna get to an age where moss just starts growing. Now you just you just gotta go with it, all right? <laughs> totally normal. It's totally, it's normal. totally normal. Oh no, no. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War director uh, addresses when the trailer will be released. This is uh, Joe Russo uh, speaking after again Comic Con. Uh, to comicbook.com says all I can say is that when the footage comes out we want it to be exactly right so we are taking our time and working on that footage because as you can imagine the visual the level of visual effects in this footage is unprecedented uh, there are certain things in this footage at comic con that works for a specific comic con audience but when we go to a wide uh, go wide to a wide audience, we have to make sure that footage works for a wide audience. We're hard at work right now. I'm not going to give you a timeline because 
uh, I want to surprise people. Hopefully, they're patient with us. So, sounds like we're probably going to be a while yeah. from getting it. That's fine. Uh, At this point, who hasn't seen the leak? So. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> the internet's known for patience, I think, so it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, if there's one I'd like comic fans virtue. specifically to wait to see footage from the greatest thing we've been leading up to for eight years. Yeah, yeah. We've it's been fine. leading up Nine. to it for eight years. Just cool down. I thought this was exciting. Joe Russo, again, one of the two directors of the Infinity War, they did Winter Soldier and Captain Civil War. Uh, speaking about the reality stone uh, and kind of each each stone, uh, he called them gems because that's what they originally called in the mm-hmm. comic. He says, mm-hmm. each gem has its own special power. We had to put a lot of thought into how we would represent those powers so it was clear to the audience, not only are you dealing with a lot of characters, you are also dealing with the stones, the gems, and there's a lot of them. So for people to keep track of all of it, uh, we had to get really specific. I won't divulge how we use the reality stone, but we do use it. Interesting. So, okay. so they do use the reality stone. So like, you do hmm. use all of the stones, the hmm. reality one indeed. Uh, so what do you guys think about that? Like, I mean, I know that's a, kind of a broad question, but like, what yeah. are your That's how you saw from the universe. I know they yeah, said they're yeah, not going to, but... I know. So that was my first they thought, too. They keep saying that's you, not what they do. That's what you do. You, what, are you, what else are you going to use the reality All of your actors' with? contracts are up. Exactly. It's going to be this huge epic battle. Everybody's going to be dead except for Hawkeye. And then he's going <laughs> to grab the reality stone somehow. Because oh. it got chipped out of the gauntlet. I don't know. <laughs> An arrow that he, like, he <laughs> shot arrow, it out. It, yeah. It, he's got a glove arrow that launches out and grabs it, pulls it back like an arcade game. Because Iron Man's blood loosened it so, right and cap uh, shield dislodged and it and cap shield like when it was Avengers. exploded oh, it fractured oh. what, into what it what if what if hawkeye has this incredible arrow it's a trick arrow it's a boomerang arrow that he loads with a fake reality stone that when he shoots it at you like how i draw my like yeah, the biggest arrow i've ever seen <laughs> trick <laughs> arrow he launches it at the infinity gauntlet it hits the reality stone and replaces out the real one and yep. replaces it with the fake one and then boomerangs back to that's, him. That seems logical. That you know seems what? like I've waited 10 years for that kind of sorcery. Yeah. Hey, until the movie comes out, no one can say you're wrong. Hey, th- thank you. <laughs> Matt, he confirms that Hawkeye saves the universe. Yep, that's what it's yeah. going to be, guys. Yep. I mean, at this point, Robert Downey Jr. owns all of the Hawaiian Islands or wherever. Like, they're running out of things to bribe him with. There's no way they don't soft reboot. Like, I know yeah. everyone has said they're not going to, but like, these people are doing physically demanding tasks, and they've been doing them for a decade. There's yeah. like there has to be a transition coming. Yeah, like yeah. I don't think it's a transition, but I don't think it necessarily means a small uh, soft reboot. I just think they continue on with the actual history of things, and then people die and they stay dead. I think that's as simple as that. Are I you... don't know if fans will want things to be as jarring as having the Young Avengers without the Old Avengers. Uh, that's what I'm worried about. I don't know if the day to day fan, now that we're so in love with, I mean, we just had a Pirates Five for some reason. Like clearly, it nobody wasn't that bad. Wasn't as bad as four. It, <laughs> it wasn't. wasn't uh, but bad. like that's people. That's people going to see Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. I don't know how far we're gonna get without someone as Iron Man. Do you know what I mean? That's my concern. And no one can. And no one else can just put on the mantle, be in the suit. Uh, well, you it's still a voice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm curious where it goes. I'm just saying another person that they say is another person. I'm not saying like right. It's not going to be Tony Stark. Stark. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'd yeah. love Riri. Could I'd have... love that to ha- or something in that vein. Yeah. 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 I I'd be okay with either just because we've lived with it for so long mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm okay if they do like a soft reboot. They have a different actor to give a different way mm-hmm. about they're doing it as long as Robert Downey Jr. like sponsors them. But yeah, but yeah. it goes off like, like, like hey well. everybody, this is cool. Da, 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 da. Or yes, continuance of story. Let's yeah. go ahead and have somebody else in there. For well, and, and Feige, like, has said, like, he said, like, I think maybe a year or two ago that uh, they're willing to make, 
like Iron Man a bit more like a James Bond kind of character where other actors can play Robert Downey Jr. I personally would love to see them do something with like Riri Williams or Rhodey yeah. or something like see that and have iron, them become I'd love to yeah. see Winter Soldier take the mantle of Cat for a bit like I'd, I'd yeah. love to see oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sebastian Stan yeah, yeah. either, either one but Sebastian Stan mm-hmm. is like so underutilized I feel like he's so good in the moments that you get him imagine him as Cat like I want to see that for a bit yeah yeah that'd be a nice continuance so I can yeah. get behind and it I, and I do think that like Black Panther and uh, <laughs> Shuri like between the two of like T'Challa and Shuri they are both on the level with Tony Stark. Either one yeah. of them could take the place of Tony Stark as, like, the, like, wisecracking billionaire philanthropist who can make incredible suits of armor. Like... That's actually very possible. Like, I think that I they mean, could they, take they that won't, place, They won't you know, give so. it the Tony Stark flair as it is, and nobody no. else can get no. that, but they will... They will fill that niche very nicely yeah. in their own way. So, I, I do think that there's an, a, a, a possibility that we're going to get a Reality Stone soft reboot... I think it's uh, something in that vein. But uh, also, he, uh, you know, Thanos could be like, uh, Robert Downey Jr., you're now a girl. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Okay, I guess. Yeah, that's me now, I guess. And then he's a 12-year-old girl because he's a girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm excited. Like, the Reality Stone is the one to me that I'm just like, what do you do with that? Yeah. Like, yeah. the Reality Stone okay. is So everybody, OP. everybody's dead. <laughs> Nebula kind of puts herself back together yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And click, then click, 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 creepy click, bone stuff. And yeah. then, like, reaches out, and she just barely covers the, the gauntlet. And the mm-hmm. only stone she can cover is the reality stone. <laughs> and then that's how we get... <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, yes. There you go. I love it. There you so, go. And then we get the fourth. The reality stone gets <laughs> utilized to bring in another reality, Fox. And uh, then we get to share a universe because it's not a legal issue because it's in another reality. Fantastic Four next month. Because <laughs> it's not in our reality, guys. The reality stone. I'm sorry, Fantastic lawyers. You can't argue with this logic. It's another reality, lawyers. This is how it's done. Uh, so uh, it's either the reality stone or the fanboy yeah. stone. It's, oh no, it's, that's, it's 100 sure percent the fanboy stone. stone. Yeah, it's like playing somebody else's music live at a concert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> guys, I didn't use that. I sampled it in a rap song. It's the reality stone. We're sampling these characters. It's right. totally fine. All right, Vanilla Marvel. It's, it's, you know, sometimes you got to do it. Uh, no, 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 no. Fox's X Men universe goes. Totally different. Totally different. Our universe goes. Totally different. Totally different. Fantastic Phase Four. Mackie confirms that that is maybe the oldest reference that I've ever. Yeah, that's up there. That's. I mean, I immediately got it. I'm an old man. Everybody. You referenced a single note in a song from like 1987. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old. Avengers: Infinity War will explore Vision Scarlet Witch's relationship. So Elizabeth Olsen speaking with we got this covered. Essentially said. Uh, you know, I'm just going to read it. In any other world, I would say, I don't know. But because there are paparazzi photos that kind of spoil things for fans, I think it's safe to say that we get to explore that part of the comic book. We get to introduce and really explore the relationship. It creates a really exciting arc for me, and I'm so lucky to work with Bethany at, uh, all the time now. So, essentially, uh, it would not, like, they would not say anything about, like, the, the romance between Scarlet Witch and the Vision, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. except that there's paparazzi photos of them kissing in character. <laughs> So, so she's like, like, you know what? Screw you guys. It's ruined. Yeah, we have a relationship. F you guys. Way Thanks to ruin it. it. Yeah. yeah. Be like, go ahead, rewrap your Christmas presents, yeah. and put them back under the tree. Uh-huh. 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 I'm not buying anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> but think about this. 
there's a somehow in the in the must be in, in monstrous plotting and scripting of this film. This monstrous film with all these characters. There's enough for a romance between two of them. Yeah, think about yeah. that. One of those like, is an android. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's that's amazing. Like how yeah, they, they they use their 15 minutes well. And, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's I I can't imagine how they're putting all this together. If you got 15 minutes left to live before somebody pulls a stone out of your head. You snog a Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do. That's the way you go. I mean, she's gorgeous. It makes sense. Android choices. Uh, yeah, no, but that's a good point. It's just like there's Android so much life. going on, and yeah. they still have enough. Oh, and there's, and yeah, there's they're romance. gonna be able yeah. to work in this romantic thing. That's insane. That's yeah. amazing. And that's amazing. I mean, that's the Russos. Look at the Civil War. That, well, that, that's what I'm saying. The airport I mean, Civil, scene. Civil War proves that you they these guys can do. Mm-hmm. They know how to juggle. That, that movie is they, far better than it ever ooh. could have. They introduced Black been. Panther in a movie with 20 other superheroes, and they gave him the coolest like mic drop, and then they made a better Spider-Man in 15 minutes than we'd had in like two Spider-Man. No argument. Like that's amazing. They had arcs and like story and there were it was an action it was dumping out your toys and playing at an airport playset for like 15 minutes. I never thought we'd get that. Yes. What if that we have like this beautiful like cut screen of like this romantic goodness uh-huh. where we have, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision, we have uh, Tony and Pepper, we have maybe, you know, depending on how they do with the movie, um, T'Challa and maybe Nakia, mm-hmm, you know, it mm-hmm. seems like they're going maybe, that route could, with it. Possibly. Uh, we have Hawkeye and his family, and then utter devastation. <laughs> and yeah, then, you I, know, like, I go, go back to do. Scarlet Witch and Vision, and then there's Corvius Glaive's shadow on mm-hmm. their window. What if oh, they use the reality chilling. stone to change Vision into a human, and that's a, a daydream of Vision's with the reality stone? What if the reality that's another reality. What if him as a human is another huh. reality that we're seeing? So he's just dead in ours. Like, yeah, like, what if that... I'm sorry, I'm keep on, like, dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. 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 Oh, we what already if... know it's gonna happen. Go to the I'm DC kind of... show if you want to go Marvel, Mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ruffalo to... already told us. I'm trying to soften it for other people. Yeah. No, I, I, that would be <laughs> cool. Be interesting, and, right? like, I, I, I absolutely think that they're gonna, like, what you're saying, I, I think that that's probably what they're gonna do is, yeah. look at all these amazing, incredible, wonderful... It's like, look at these things. journeys like, yeah, that like there's Like, life is hard, and, like, we've kind of... Civil War was tough, but... Life has moved on, and we've like kind of trying. figured out our place in the world. And, oh, Pro-registry. no. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, speaking of, perfect. Uh, they have gone into uh, production today. They released a new uh, Twitter video. Uh, uh, Ant-Manthony, I think you said that you had that pulled. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and watch that real quick. It's uh, just like 10 seconds. Yeah, we got the chair there. Uh, see some uh, video village there. <laughs> now production, cute. isn't that great? Here's super cute. Here's Sold. why I think uh, that works so well. It's so in tone. Like you couldn't do that with <laughs> any other any other film. Like Ant Man and the Wasp is the undisputed sort of like comedy. Like there's comedic bits in all of the Marvel films because that's mm-hmm. just the universe that they've built. But uh, it's a Paul Rudd movie. This is a Paul Rudd a comedy Paul Rudd directed by a funny director like he's a comedy director you know so yeah like I think that that's so perfectly in tone and it makes me that's excited. and that, yeah. I love the logo being like 90s like that, yeah. that logo is like an action playset from the Fleer Ultra 1993 card oh set oh my god like that's ex- that's <laughs> what that font is uh, so but they also released a, their first plot summary I think this is the first one from Ant-Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe comes a new chapter featuring heroes with the astonishing ability to shriek Ant-Man and the Wasp in the aftermath of Captain America Civil War Scott Lang Rudd grapples with 
the consequences of his choices as both a superhero and a father. As he struggles to rebalance his home life with the responsibilities as Ant-Man, he's confronted by Hope Van Dyne, Lily, and Dr. Hank Pym, Douglas. With an urgent new mission, Scott must once again put on the suit and learn to fight alongside the Wasp as the team works together to uncover secrets from their past. Ooh. Oh, it's pretty good, right? I'm excited. Yeah. Like, like Intrigue? Comedy? Uh, so, names? Yeah. <laughs> Scott Lake, really? Yeah. Uh, that uh, sounds like a rescue movie. Like yeah, that. so uh, like I just want to point out, he struggles to rebalance his home life. Responsibilities as Ant-Man. Uh, Hope Van Dyme comes to him uh, with an urgent new mission uh, to uh, work together to uncover secrets from their past. So, I mean, it's... Like, so he's Ant Man, yeah, and he's being Ant Man, and yeah. then they come to him and say, "Hey, we need you to go be Ant Man with us." Do you do you think that he's doing like Ant Man security, like they have in the comics? I'd love mm. that. That's a fun little, and that Walton Yoggins would fit in as one of his, like, would, as a dude that he's like that would working work against. For the mindset of it, you know, maybe business hasn't been as good. Yeah, you know, maybe he's been a little bit too good at his job, perhaps. Yeah, I just want to see Grizzly. That's like, I just want to see that dude in the bear yes. suit, just like so hot yes. in his bear suit. <laughs> Oh, that Walton Goggins complaining about being hot in a bear suit would be a no, but he's not playing that guy. Like he's he playing is, like a business a guy. No, I know he would be perfect for Grizzly. He's playing some like until that movie guy, comes yeah. out, he's Grizzly. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that there's something going on. Like I think he's kind of started his own security business, maybe like he has in the comics. And then they come to him and say, "Hey, we need you to come be Ant Man with us." And he's like, "Whoa, I don't know. Like you've got your wasp thing going on. Like you guys have had have it under control. No, we need we need to go to the quantum realm. You know how to do it." You know who else be a great grizzly? Thomas Hayden Church. Oh my god. Imagine Thomas Hayden Church just oh my like, god. lumbering around the grizzly suit, just upset. Oh my and god. And his gravelly voice just Or Paul being Giamatti. Oh, no. We tried that, man. It didn't I know, work. I know. Right. Wrong sideways cast member. Uh, so, anything from Ant Man before we move to Black Panther? Good logo. Great video. Yeah. yeah. Walton Goggins is grizzly. On board. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to close it out with some Black Panther news. Uh, Letitia Wright explains her take on Princess Shuri. Uh, she, uh, let's see here, who, who is she speaking to? Uh, comicbook.com, I believe, is after San Diego. She says, mm-hmm. I, play as Prince, I play Princess Shuri, and she is the younger sister of King T'Challa, and she is super smart, super intelligent, innovative. She studied with vibranium all her life, used vibranium, and manipulated it in a way that it can be uh, able to be even more powerful. She puts this into the armor. She puts it into the weaponry that we see. And uh, you will see that on February 16th in the film. She's a smart kid. Yeah. I'm on so, board. Yeah, I'm it's so good. on board. They're, they made oh, her into a movie. tech warrior, and I'm, I'm, I love that. I legit yeah. think that, like, the more I hear, like, the more I'm like, she could, I don't want her to be Riri Williams, but she could kind of fill that role as, like, the Iron Man, uh, like, the new I, Iron Man for Phase 4, like, you know? They're so, they're so separate. They're so different characters, though. They, they uh, are. The, the they two are. of them, like, um... Uh, Riri has this beautiful vulnerability to her yeah. and everything that um, Shuri isn't of the same type. Sure. It's just it's it's totally different. Uh, I like this take that they're having with her, mm-hmm. and I don't need for her to be... Um, Riri can be Ironheart. If they wanted to do like an Iron Man type thing with her, they could, but... As far as Ironheart is concerned, sure. like Riri's just she's got that a lot. So here's, I, I recommend reading some of the comics. No, I lo- I love the comics. Yeah. I just but like here's I don't know if it's my a fear or just a fan theory or what. Okay. Uh, but what I'm I'm kind of afraid they're going to do is is kind of pull a Ned Leeds Genki, <laughs> where they're like, like kind of mix the two, and they're going to be like, no, this is this is Miles Morales' best friend Genki, but I mean we're going to call him Ned Leeds and make him Peter Parker's best friend, but he's he's kind of like this overweight, you know. 
Okay. Uh, ethnic well, child, like who's like friends with Peter Parker now, who plays with Legos and, and drops like, them in much yeah. the same scene as Bendis's Miles Morales. Yeah, it is. It's like no, 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 no. Get Miles Morales kinky, like this. <laughs> so, like, that's my fear is that okay, they're well, doing that. It would actually, if they did that, it wouldn't be a horrible thing. Yeah. Uh, but I would want Riri to be part of the MCU in some way, in some shape, way, or form, exactly. Like yeah. later on, I mean, there's a lot of other channels and apps what, that what if they if, want to grab what if, something, what if they make her reform like, wants what something if, else? What if they send her to college in America? And she ends up being roommates with Riri Williams. That would be fantastic. And then the two of them team up to become like Ironheart and like Iron Woman or something like that. Like I don't know who they would. But well, you know, original Iron cool. Man would be dead by then, so well, that, somebody yeah, would have saying, to like, like build his vibranium suit and. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Paint it like Iron Man. Awesome. Your eyes are so big right I'm now. I'm so excited. <laughs> like I'm like I really want that to be the thing that happens. Like, like yeah. I want to see like but because like, like don't don't replace a character like have both of them there's a big enough world for it i yeah. don't know yeah but i um as far as her statistics go with uh what they're doing with sherry love it yeah i just i i want her personality yeah i, I want to oh i'm so interested in what flair that they do with her yeah so uh i i do kind of think they're taking her a riri direction which I, I think is a mistake but we'll see we'll see february I, like 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 you were there like the yeah, black yeah. panther trailer was just like uh, I was so mad they didn't play it seven more times. Eight thousand people on their feet. Yeah, yeah, on their feet. Yeah, standing ovation for that. Like, and and yeah. and, they, and just how emotional everybody in the cast with the first. It was incredible. It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. amazing. Genuinely, amazing. the greatest thing that happened at Comic Con was watching that. And yeah. Not, not just not the not just the footage, but watching their reaction to the footage and like. Uh, Michael B. Jordan like wiping away a tear at one point, like it was just amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was yeah. six rows back, so I was I could see them clear as day. As oh. and then um, I believe it's this actress whose name's escaping me. Letitia Wright. Uh, Wright. Yeah. She was like dan- uh, on the way out. She's like dancing on the way out. Like she's like this is the, this is the greatest thing ever. It was yeah. Amazing. Nice. yeah, yeah, amazing. Love that. Uh, so Love that so uh, Andy Circus <laughs> uh, explains Ulysses Claw's vendetta and Black Panther. Uh, he says he's the only person who has been into Wakanda and seen the wealth that it has and he wants to expose that he believes them to be a hypocritical country they're playing this kind of we're a third world country card and he knows what's underlying that so he's trying to expose that Uh, but I love this next quote he is the bringer down of governments he collaborates he's an arms dealer he knows how to play people and he has a personal vendetta against T'Challa as well like Andy Serkis like but like he said it in that Andy Serkis kind Mm -hmm. of voice yeah (laughs) Uh, I just like he is the bringer down of governments. Like, with, like oh my god, they won't have my Dang. precious. Yeah, they won't have. I can't wait to see my precious. Getting to see him finally, like as a, you know, Andy Circus. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm really excited to see Andy Circus without dot in his face. Like, I'm really yeah. excited to see yeah. him like get to own a character without it being mocap. Like, I'm I'm stoked. He is bringer down of like, governments. He gets five fully poseable fingers and gets to rock out. I'm really stoked for him. This scene, yeah. this scene right here, where the uh, where uh, this picture comes from, uh-huh. where, he t- where he takes the 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 package uh, the package out of his uh, pants. Uh-huh. It's just so great. Like, just, oh, just so just, dirty and gross. Yeah, 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 just he, like, yeah, oh, you're that guy. And he's oh. making him do that because he's just you're you're having to do this to deal with me to get what you want. It's like, I love warm. It. It's still warm. Oh, oh, yeah, it's still like sweaty. Oh, gross. Uh, uh, and it said like, fragile. It's like the yeah. least fragile thing on he earth. He slams it down. You hear the stove. Like, yeah. yeah, it's great. Uh, he also says where he, uh, so this is maybe kind of a spoiler, so be careful, like, I guess, but like, it's not that big of a deal to me, but he explains where he gets the sonic disruptor 
that he has in his arm, you know, the right, yeah. down oh. thing. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about this. Uh, well, here, he says, uh, after he loses his arm, he goes back uh, and retrieves an old mining tool, which he's turned into his sonic disruptor, uh, and he gets to play with it, and it's fun. So it's apparently, uh-huh. like, I think it's something that he's used to mine vibranium. Like, since it's, like, mm-hmm. vibranium can kind of resist waves, like, he's had to find a way to focus very specific sound waves or something so yeah i mean you think about it there has to be a particular tool and skill set to be able to mine vibranium mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. materials exactly. yeah they have to be able to do that and then you know the shaping of that afterwards mm-hmm. so yeah uh so uh lastly i want to talk about kugler talking about how black panther is unique uh this is him again like comicbook.com just had a lot of like great interviews with uh, people, um, and uh, he says, uh, so Kugler talking about his film, and he's the director, says, obviously T'Challa's an African king, and there hasn't been many movies made about that in any genre. So when you look at the movies of the Marvel movies, uh, off the bat, that's going to make that a very different movie. Uh, this movie has a lot of different combinations. You're dealing with a guy who's real like Thor, but he's from Earth, which changes things. It gives it context, and it grounds it in a way... Even though we're dealing with a lot of fantastical elements, fantastical technology, it still kind of grounds it in a way that's very unique. It also looks at a lot of things that are topical in the climate right now that you might have to stretch to apply in a science fiction film or in a film that's a little bit more fantastical. Uh, For this, we kind of wear it on the surface, which is really interesting and makes it different. So, they're tackling a lot. This this movie is, uh, I think it's going to be huge and awesome and really fun, but I think it's important. Like mm-hmm. I think it's like Wonder Woman level of yeah, important, and uh, I think I think if you're like aware of that, I think that's important. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a movie. Oh, uh, I, like there, like it's gonna be something. I else. love having you around just in general, Marquia. <laughs> but okay. like knowing how much you love Black Panther, like there was there has never been a time where I was like, why is Marquia not here right now? <laughs> like I was screaming it from my lungs. I was like, ah. Oh God! I yeah. only know you from the podcast, and I thought the same thing. Like seriously, <laughs> I was in the room, and like, I, there's someone who should be seeing this. This it was amazing. I was doing a comedy festival. No, which yeah. I think is a great and it amazing. Was great. You should have been there. It went so but... well. Two shows. Oof. Good. So yeah, yeah. Um, like Stand up. Uh, no, it's uh, my improv team, uh, the Revengers. We do an ongoing comic book uh, series. Oh, yeah. great. So with our own so canon, cool. we have the Revengerverse. <laughs> Uh, actually, my, fun. my character is um, Evelyn Regency, and her name is uh, Raven Batclaw. Oh, my God, Which she keeps yes. on changing around for Bat just Raven a mess. Yeah, Claw, Raven, like Ravenclaw Batman one time. <laughs> uh, but uh, she is a, a billionaire genius. She's based off of Tony Stark. Oh, my God, so that's awesome. She is, she's a total dick. <laughs> it's fantastic. Is she, and she's very alcoholic. Is she the villain or the hero? Oh, she's a hero. Okay, she's good. one of the Revengers. Good, good. Um, but um, her suit's made out of uh, nanites. Oh, oh yeah. that's cool. Uh, so we don't have printouts, so you don't I, I, have the do social have media stuff directly in front. Oh, you do? Great, okay. Yeah. Um, so while you're pulling that up, let me throw this out there. Okay. Um, we got a couple questions through um, our email. Because we have an email, and we have it posted we on have our... We have an email? We have an email. It's so confusing. It's uh, posted on our, our yes. Twitter page. Internet's a series um, of tubes. So we okay. have uh, uh, from uh, from a gentleman named Drew. Uh, question on the new Warriors TV show. Do you guys think it will be filmed in front of a live studio audience? Uh, no. That is a single camera comedy. 
uh, the mm-hmm. the new warriors. Uh, but I, the question: Would I watch a single camera superhero comedy? Yes, yes, I would. A, but what about a sitcom? Would you watch a sitcom? Yes, yes, I would. Because yeah. we haven't done that yet. So yeah, what, what, the tick. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like a live studio like, audience, live I would love audience. to like sit and be like, well, "Hi, drinks the apartment." Blah, blah, like, yes, in. Uh, then I also, think be an interesting twist. Uh, Rich and Jenna Farrell uh, uh, emailed us saying. Uh, as the uh, cinematic universe progresses, do you rewatch past movies with a different understanding of the past choices the characters made from the future and the future choices they make? Uh, uh, for instance, I just re- I just watched Iron Man again, and it gives an understanding of why Tony was so hurt by Steve's decision to not sign the Accords. Obadiah hurt him so deeply. Uh, I I don't think I have. I've, I've never gone back and looked at that. But uh, I think what he's saying is like Obadiah Stain betrayed him. Right. And then he feels like maybe Steve betrayed him. He's like, no, but you're my friend. Why would no? Come on, bro. Yeah, We're well, bros. And then also keep <laughs> awesome facial bros. No, that's the yeah, yeah. Uh No, but uh, also there's Steve hid the fact of his uh, parents' murderer. Yeah, I don't, that's kind I don't, of a... You, that doesn't yeah. really... For me, that doesn't really touch on the Obadiah stuff so much as you knew my parents' murderer and you didn't tell me. Yeah. That's that's kind of messed up. Yeah, that's way out there. That's messed up. Yeah, you're not getting any Christmas cards anymore, dude. I used <laughs> to try to. I used to try to watch like it's a Civil War came out. I tried to watch Winter Soldier and Cap One before it. I tried to watch the ones that are like linear in that path because it's mm-hmm. uh, you can't watch 15 movies in a row. Mm-hmm. I can't. Um, but I've done that with Iron Man uh, as recently as Iron Man Three, and it's really cool to look back at like how the actor evolves through each of the films. Like Downey yeah. Jr. has developed obviously in that first movie he gets the arc of going from just weapons dealing asshole into i'm a good guy into like now he like he feels and he emotes and like just the growth in the eyes of downey jr is beautiful so i i recommend as movies come out just like re-explore why you think their arcs are and what they are and it's a really fun thing to do so i think it's a great idea yeah yeah so before black panther uh rewatch civil war yeah before, exactly that before, path before yeah. homecoming uh-huh. i rewatched civil war exactly like it's good uh-huh. to have at least a one-two punch to go into these things yeah. i'm actually going to rewatch uh the Mark Ruffalo. I mean, I want to watch the the Ed Norton Hulk before uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, nice! Yeah, because that way, in forever. Because the prequel comic right now, there's a Thor prequel comic for yeah. Thor Ragnarok, and it's all about the Hulk movie. Really? So that makes me think oh. it's going to be very important for Thor Ragnarok. Fun fact: Marvel's releasing that comic, so I think it's going to be important. Huh. Oh, cool. That's good to know. Right. Do yeah. you get the right. socials uh, pulled up there? All right. So our shoutouts: Nick Bartlett at Nick James one six four, Christy Stoops at Kitty Toops, <laughs> Charles <laughs> Lee at Goofy Fan underscore Chuck. Reclaiming my time at Dark Skin T Daria. Nice. Love it. Nice. Biochemistry at Kimberly Ann Mutz. Jocelyn at Bad Wolf Bay 10. And Richard Russo at Danger Russo 22. Uh, okay, so love watching you guys every week. Could I get a birthday shout out for mine this past Sunday? Uh, who is this? Is from? that No Prying Eyes? I think I saw that. Cesar Lozano? Is that the one? Oh, man. I believe so. I don't have the. Uh, if it is you, I saw here. that. And happy birthday. No prying eyes. I hope it was rad. Uh, let me see uh, if <laughs> I've got see. it on my Twitter here. Okay, so while you check that. Yeah, yeah. yeah keep going. Cesar oh. Lozano, that was the one you just read. No oh. prying eyes. Happy birthday last happy Sunday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cesar. Okay, and then uh, our picture here is uh, from Ron Jones at Ron Jones 3 uh, I believe this is his progeny. That he has here in this picture. It is! How cute is this? Show him. He's three years old. Spider-Man in Civil War. He can't stop reenacting Spidey taking Cap's shield. Yes. 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 How cute is that? How cute. Like and like. awesome. And I love he's watching it with Spidey and Cap. He's watching the movie with Spidey and Cap. Yes. And then we see him like. Spider-Man. It just happened. He's just like. 
Like, this is how I played it. It's like, ah, oh, so it's, fun to watch. Yes. So and fun just there to weren't see the digital pictures. cameras when we were this age. So yeah. taking pictures is much more rare. So I love seeing this because there's like, they get hundreds of thousands of image of them doing the things we did with that yeah. picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so fun. Thank you for sharing that, Ron. That was, that was really cool. That was good to see. Uh, what else we got? Okay, so we have one. When, did we already answer this from Colt, uh, Colt Badeau? Uh, but what if Nick Fury is a scroll? We did. Or, we did. Okay, we, we did. did. We talked about that, yeah. Okay, we answered Ashes last week. We have uh, uh, Ashley Houchins. I'm never going to... You just tweet... Huchins? Tweet, Huchins? 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 Uh, Ashley, tweet tweet yeah. me phonetically how it goes, <laughs> and I'll get it right. Uh, do you think the sword uh, uh, Hela is holding is Surtur's sword Twilight? Uh, I don't know that it is. I don't think it is. I don't think it's big enough. I don't think it's no, big, no. big enough. Yeah, because he's a fire he's giant. Like, like he's a thousand times bigger huge. than the Hulk. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't think it's that. Um, that one. So, uh, what else we got? Okay. Uh. Well, Star Eli has one at E fixed on Flix. Is Bill Foster slash Goliath modern day or flashback? If flashback, what other heroes do you think worked with Hank Pym slash Ink? Man. Oh man, I think I, he's modern day. I think he's I, current. I think I he's contemporary. I would think he would be modern day. Yeah, I because I, uh, I, I just feel like that would make a lot more sense and like to like move the story along, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. do a flashback and then also have the Janet Van Dean thing mm-hmm. trying to do. Unless he's trapped in tiny verse microverse. I think uh, with, yeah, with her. I think there's <laughs> two possibilities. I think that he's either trapped with her. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make as much sense to me. It, it doesn't. Yeah. What I think probably happens is Hank Pym finally recognizes you can get to the quantum realm. We don't fully understand how to get there or anything else. I've been trying to do this by myself for years. And then I'm going to go to my old colleague. Goliath. We maybe had a falling out. I'm going to have to sort of like humble myself. Hey, come help me figure out how to save my wife from the quantum realm or if it's even possible. Uh, hey Scott Lang. By the way, we think we figured out how to go to the quantum realm. Come, come help us. I've got this guy here, Bill Foster. By the yeah. way, he knows how to grow. He can help you with the giant man stuff. Yeah, Ooh, so. I like that. I, I would like that one moment where uh, Bill Foster is like, he sees him at the door, like, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like slam, nope. Lawrence nope, Fishburne. Nope, I'm so excited nope. to have him in the Marvel Cinematic. <laughs> finally, I, I was actually thinking that'd be kind of a funny bit where. Yeah, um, you can know how like uh, Ant Man has like the little red thing he throws when yeah. they shrink or uh, yeah. blue thing, and so you could see Lawrence Fishburne with like the little red, red thing and, the blue. and the blue in his hand. <laughs> oh like, my god! To, like, the Matrix. Oh yes. You see what I'm saying? God. Like I thought that'd be kind slow of clap, funny. John. If they, slow clap. If they do that, slow clap in the theater. Yeah. Oh, 100. Like, you know, 100. The to. moment that he sees Keanu Reeves and John Wick too, I'm like, this is everything I needed. <laughs> yeah. Like that was just such a good moment. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, all right, do we want a Namor question or an Avengers question? Uh, let's go so, Avengers. Avengers. Okay, so this is from Patrick Perfield at Pat underscore Perf. I want to know which Avengers each of you thinks will die in Avengers. Should have got Namor. Should have got Namor. Should have got Namor. Should have got Namor. Too bad wanna... the other one's going to have to wait until next week. Oh. <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think Iron Man's gone. Yeah. I, think he's, I, think I think Iron Man yeah. and Cap both. I, yeah, I, I, that's I my second right, bet. Yeah. Like, my yeah. second choice is yeah. both, but at least Iron Man. I think uh, out of those two, Cap first. Yeah. Because Iron Man will watch, and then he'll die. Yeah. I, I think Thor I makes think, it out because they have Spider-Man's future plans for him. I think Spider-Man's going to be paralyzed. I think that's that scene where part Peter is like, oh, on the ground and saying, I'm, I'm sorry, so sorry yeah. as in he can't move. Oh. So 
if we're about to get re- this is such a great note to end this show on oh, oh my god I've got a, I, actually I, do I, do, iTunes I do think I do think Hawkeye will live he better <laughs> I do he's got Hawkeye a family on a farm live. exactly they need to do well they have a dad to go home to uh, I have an iTunes review real oh, quick. Yeah, it's very it. sweet. Uh, so we got one new iTunes review that I love dearly. I'm going to read it real quick. Uh, the Becca Man says, We are marvelous with five stars. Just finished all 138 plus episodes. Oh my God. Wow. Were you on a road Whoa. trip? Five weeks of seamless Marvel saturation. <laughs> so when I just joked about watching all the Marvel movies, this dude did that with us. Um, <laughs> this podcast is informative and fun. The MMN team and its guests are effervescent. They truly nice. get us just as excited as they are. I hope to see you guys at SDCC. Dude, uh, I hope you saw these guys, and that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, that's awesome. We're actually scheming a thing for next year with, uh, with DC yeah. to do a panel. Yeah. We're yeah. thinking about, so that segues nicely into us doing a DC Marvel As It Should Be team-up, Amalgam Universe SDCC next year. So if you guys want that, tweet at us, and we'll scheme something yeah. up. But yeah. this guy, dude, uh, 138 episodes in five that's weeks. Fun. Dude, you're a hero. Yeah. So. Not even a slow clap. Yeah, that's, that's a, a clap, legit man. clap. That's yeah. yeah, nicely done. You've seen more of our show than I have. Much more than I have. <laughs> I wasn't uh, even in the beginning. So I, 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 I personally want to end on this one. We got a, a, a an email uh, to our account. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it is from a gentleman named John T. Cahill. He says, "I'm a cartoonist out of New Jersey. I'm a huge fan of the show. Actually, had a great had a shout out once from Coy. Recently graduated from School of Visual Arts in New York City. Currently working on graphic novels for children." have a website called acecartooning.com where I post all my work. I try and post a new gag comic every week on my site and Instagram, uh, at acecartooning. The fan art I've attached, uh, we've got it here, uh, is a mashup of Spider-Man Homecoming and Rick and Morty in honor of kind of Rick and Morty's uh, premiere this uh, this past weekend. Uh, I made it up with you guys in mind. Please enjoy it and feel free to share it if you'd like. Uh, And if it's all possible, if I could get a shout-out from my Instagram, it would be great. He loves, hopes that we enjoy Spider-Man Homecoming as much as he did. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I reached back out to him. I was like, hey, it's really cool. Like, what kind of stuff do you do? And he's actually working on uh, a comic right now uh, for kids who have learning disorders and might have a hard time focusing on reading. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. So, uh, everyone, if you're a fan of our show, we are now a giant fan of Ace Cartooning. Please go support this gentleman as he uh, tries to help kids... Yeah, that's you rad, know, man. Yeah, yeah, help, help, yeah. help kids out. And it's just a fun picture. It's a great picture. So Yeah, for our iTunes people, it's uh, Spider-Man with, it's got to be Rick, because there's a, a mono brow, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have gray hair. So let's say, young Rick, young yeah, Rick. Young Rick. <laughs> Rick Stark. Uh, and he's, he goes, you got to web him up, Spidey. And then he belch. belch. Web him up real good. That's fantastic. <laughs> and he's just, he's doing the, he's yeah, doing so. the, the web kind of thing like on his eyes <laughs> oh so good yeah uh, yeah I think that's like sp- supposed to be like S- Stark Rick yeah, yeah. Stark Rick yeah. Stark Rick Stark Rick, there Rick we go. Stark Rick Stark you gotta warm him up Spidey Rick Stark. <laughs> Rick Stark. I, I just did a Rick and Morty marathon over the weekend <laughs> so um, good. because of that whole picture that they uh-huh. said we got the sauce. Oh my god! So I was like, well, so I gotta good. watch this now. You gotta watch. Have you never seen it? I had never seen it before oh, this weekend. So good. Oh, I'm so trying good. to just watch it's cartoons. So it's my first one. Oh, you're so I don't watch so cartoons. Good. I'm trying to break in with Rick so and Morty good. and Archer. I really, I really like Lawnmower Dog. Where it's like, oh, these cute oh. little dogs took over the earth like took they the should. We're yep. a holes. Yep. So that's our show. Great. John, do you yeah. have anything you want to add before we take off? No, this was great. Thanks for letting me hang out. No, thanks for coming yeah. on. Thanks for having the report.